Hello and good day, beautiful, marvelous, magnificent human souls, human beings, people endowed with the divine, universal, infinite spark of life. How are you today? We have a tremendous episode for you. We have Alphonse Fagiolo on, and we are talking about understanding law, affidavits, and so much more. Last year, I really dove deep into uh, healthcare and and how we can have healthy bodies and what's going on with their healthcare system and with this coronavirus stuff. And then this year, I'm still looking for solutions, and a lot of them come from understanding freedom, the concept of freedom and law, and some of the things that may prevent us from having our freedoms without even knowing that. And so Alphonse is exploding because he knows how to, uh, I don't know if defend himself is the right word. He would, he would use different words, I'm sure, but basically, um, can keep his freedom and keep these parasites at bay. So we talk about a lot of things in this uh, episode that are very important. We talk about the work of Bill Thornton, uh, the work of Mark Stevens and Carl Lentz. We talk about the biggest fraud is to put the title on you. And Alphonse goes into that. We talk about the only reason that the government was created, why you should have an affidavit of status, why judges are not impartial third parties, understanding uh, motions, the rule of zero, navigating airports, policy and hierarchy, understanding contracts, and uh, filing a notice of a claim, the spells of the wicked, and so much more. Alphonse is amazing. Um, We've kept in touch. Um, since this podcast he has an amazing telegram group we can link you to so go to t.me forward slash matt belair to find mine and i can link you to alphonse's group there's a great number of people looking for these solutions and it's amazing when you go down that this rabbit hole of what you uncover you know when i went down the health rabbit hole and was looking at um you know medicine and how medicine was co-opted that has nothing on you know how our our legal system has been co-opted and it's all consent run consent based so it's like oh smokes Uh, but this is very practical wisdom very very important for you to understand so you're not manipulated and just like in martial arts and jujitsu if you don't know what i'm doing i'm I'm gonna choke you out i could break your arm i could you know do whatever i want because you don't know the move um you know and so but once i show you what i'm doing and uh the deception is uncovered then you you have an understanding and you're safe right you can stay safe same with, with, with what's going on here and it's all done by magic trick and illusion and fear so kind of like the wizard of oz once you peel back the curtains or a magic trick that looks amazing and you're like holy wow how was that done then you see how it was done you're like oh wow that's actually very simple so that's kind of what i'm understanding with the law stuff and there's going to be more amazing episodes coming out so this is a fantastic episode as i've been saying censorship is getting more and more insane like you can't even believe what's going on people can't tag me on instagram and share it the post that they'll share gets deleted um and many other stories so banning shadow banning and things like that so telegram is important becoming a member is important if you want to stay in touch go to mattbailair.com join the membership um, if you want to pay what you want just send me an email let me know what you'd like to contribute even zero dollars is completely fine um, no problem at all you just let me know and i'll send you a link for that to join the membership so we can stay directly in touch and get you all the resources that you need if there's uh, any questions out there for q a's i'm looking to do that as well um, join me on rockfin and other platforms you're going to find that at my link tree but they're even deleting link trees now like oh my goodness it's like it we're in the, we're in the battle here to try to, to to share the truth so if you want to 
support, leave a review, share these episodes with your friends directly in Messenger and on email and all those types of good things. Um, For those of you guys who want to do a deep dive and work one-on-one with me, um, it would be a privilege and an honor. Basically, this year... My focus is to empower individuals with the training, network, strategies, and support system to know and live their life purpose, to teach you it and install a fearless mindset, to grow your courage, to remove any mental obstacle, to clearly envision and architect a future of infinite possibility that aligns with your own vision, your own integrity. And we also talk about the integration of ancient and modern training philosophies to master our inner and outer world. Um, You can work one-on-one with me or there's an amazing, powerful group that has been created called Atomic Alchemy with just truly amazing people. We would love to have you join and support because everyone is feeling the same way. We see what's going on in the world. We really care about solutions. We care about doing the right thing. And we have now a powerful network. So if we're feeling alone because nobody understands us, everyone in the group was like oh man there's no one out there like that thinks like this and i feel totally alone well this is a group uh for you or we can do one-on-one as well so if you're interested in that just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching would love to support you further in one-on-one or in a group if that's what you wish and so most importantly to support the show please consider doing three kind acts in the world today wow i can't even believe how powerful these teachings are now of smiling at someone of saying a kind word of asking for someone's name under the mask Holy smokes. Um, So remember to do three kind acts where you are in the world today. And that's the best way you can support the show. So uh, let's get into this episode by coming into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in this world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and feel every cell, muscle and fiber of your being as you let that breath out slowly with joy, peace, love, compassion, enthusiasm, connection, and ready to take on this amazing episode with Alphonse Fagiolo. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are facing extreme censorship alongside many other truth seekers out there. If you want to support this show, please go over to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list, stay up to date, and most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is a music producer and recording engineer who has worked professionally in the music industry for 30 years. After graduating from Berklee College of Music, he took an engineering position at the world-famous Sigma Sound Studios in Philadelphia. While at Sigma, he had the opportunity to work with and learn from some of the top producers, engineers, and artists in the music industry. His work has appeared on over two dozen major label albums over the years. He has recently been gaining notoriety for helping people understand the law. Welcome to the show, Alphonse Fagiolo. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's, uh, it's a privilege to have you here because uh, I've been diving deep into your work uh, recently and you kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I think a lot of the community and people looking for remedy uh, found your work and uh, it's fascinating. And you're, you really hit the ground running and you've just recently started doing some uh, tutorials, which I've been finding very, very helpful. And so um, I've been grateful to follow your work and I'm grateful to have you here. Um, 
I guess let's just start with um, a little bit about your background. I know people are actually following you very intensely. They're, they're watching all your interviews and I've been on that track too. So um, maybe you want to give a little brief uh, bio for people who are new to your work. Well, it's funny, man. You know, I hear people say, and a lot of people say that your work, I feel like I'm a professor. Like, you know, like I'm out there and I, I, I never approach things like that. Like I never thought of like, let me put this body of work together. And it's just, it's bizarre to me that, that, that this sort of blew up the way it has. And I'm just the average guy, basically, that, uh, you know, it's sort of the matrix. It's, it's, you know, when Morpheus says to Neo, you know, you've always known something was wrong, you know, and I was one of those guys, I've always known something was wrong, but I just, like all of us, you just couldn't put your hand on it. You didn't know what it was quite. Until, uh, uh, weird how things happen. In 2019, my mom passes away. And, you know, after you have a loved one pass away, the last thing you want to do is be fighting with people, you know, and, uh, uh, so I was getting ready to take the tax people on at that time. And I was, I was getting ready to go at them. My mom passed away. Last thing I had is any fight in me. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to go through the motions, get done what I had to get done. And uh, I get this sewer tax, you know, and another annoying tax. It's not like, it's not like a service they use. It's just the local township putting their hand in your pocket, trying to extract more money from you and your family. That's pretty much what it is. So I, I, I I said, you know, I, I don't feel like fighting with anybody right now. I'm just going to log in and pay the bill. So for whatever reason, my username and password would not work. Couldn't get in. I don't know why. Couldn't get in. So I thought about it for a while. I, I got agitated. I got a little, little angry. I said, you know what? I'm going to take what I've learned so far, and I'm going to try and fight this. I'm going to see if I can turn this on its head. And I, I had been studying uh, Bill Thornton. I mean, he's like Mr. King of Common Law. You know, if you go, he's got a ton of seminars up there. Bill Thornton's a great place to, to get your, your the basics down, you know, to, to get the, and there's hours and hours of Bill Thornton stuff up there. And uh, Bill Thornton had recommended a course called Jurisdictionary, which is written by an attorney. And the odd part is that I detest attorneys now. I mean, I just despise attorneys, you know. You want to talk about a, 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 a just a parasitic profession. There's no more parasitic profession than an attorney, okay? They exploit the common man basically through his ignorance and they will exploit him and steal from him and his family. And if that's your profession, they really no use for you. I mean, really. And that's what most of them are sadly. I'm not saying there's not a couple of good, good attorneys around. I just haven't met them. Okay. I, I haven't seen them yet. And this and, is, this goes into the, the bar association in that society with their language and, and things like that. We're going to talk about them. We can talk a little bit about them too. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'll show you what they've done to you how they've done it to you. And so I, I get this, this jurisdiction, of course, and I detest attorneys, but listen, I look at it this way. You've got to understand the other side if you're going to fight them. Like those, I might not agree with them, but I got to know what they know because I know what they know, but they don't know what I know. You see what I'm saying? Like there's, if we're going to have a little battle with each other, they're going to look at me. And this is a famous term I, I use. I, I call us monkeys. They look at us like monkeys, okay? We're trained monkeys. We're just circus monkeys. We tell you to do this, you do it, okay? And that's how they treat us. So when an attorney comes at me right now, right away, he's looking at me just like another one of the monkeys. I'm just, he's just going to run me over like one of the other monkeys. But he doesn't know what I know, okay? But I know what he knows. So I, I put a lot of value in the course that uh, I, I see the world from their view, how they do things and, and their, their methods and their systems and, and how a standard court proceeding works. So, so it was invaluable for that. And then I started getting into the logic part of it. And, and it took me a while to get my head wrapped around it. But from like uh, watching guys like Carl Lentz and uh, Mark Stevens, 
And even though Lentz will argue with him that they'll argue that him and Stevens are so far apart, they are in some things, but the other things they're not. Uh, the main thing that they're not so far apart on is it's, I mean, I look at it this way. I'm the little kid that's hollering. The emperor's got no clothes on. I'm just pointing out the obvious that nobody else is pointing out, you know, that we're all afraid to point out. And I got a lot of that from Lentz and I got a lot of that from Mark Stevens. And there's, you know, uh, there's a guy named Craig Lynch. He's, he's compiled like, like nine or 10 hours of, uh, it's like it's two, two separate, like four and a half hour videos he's done for Carl Lentz's videos. And I highly recommend if, if you want to start getting into this and first thing you've got to do is unwind your mind. You've got to deprogram yourself. You think you might know something, you've got to deprogram yourself. You don't realize how, how wound up you are until you start watching and listening to these guys. So I'd say go watch the Carl Lentz videos. Highly recommend just to sort of bring you back to reality, you know, because it's, it's really basic stuff that Lentz goes over, and it's really the stuff that I'm doing too. It's, we're pointing out the obvious, you know. Uh, when you think about, like, just a corporation or a township or a borough, well, if I live in the borough of Ridley Park, okay, and borough of Ridley Park sends me papers, they're, they're, they're making a claim against me. If we walk in court, is Mr. and Mrs. Borough of Ridley Park coming in to testify? which one is it? You know, am I getting Mr. or Mrs.? Because the attorney can't do it. He don't know personal knowledge of anything. And if he's claiming to speak for a fiction, well, right off the bat, he just committed forgery and fraud against me. Now, we're the monkeys. We're not supposed to know that, Matt. We're not supposed to know this stuff, you know. They don't want us to know this stuff. They want us to, to live in the, the land of make-believe, where attorneys come in the proceedings and they speak for fictional entities. They not only speak for them, they act for them. I'm so-and-so appearing for the Borough of Ridley Park. Really? <laughs> You're the Borough of Ridley Park? <laughs> I don't think so. And when you start deconstructing that and, and knowing them how to call them on the forgery and fraud that they're, that they're committing, you start to get less afraid and you start to get more in control. It's like anything you do. You first enter into something, you're a fear of it, right? You're a, little, you're a little intimidating. I came from the music business. I remember when I first walked in a recording studio, and looked at them huge consoles and I thought, oh my God, this is gonna take forever to learn this stuff, you know? But then when you start learning, well, once you learn the one strip, well, the other is just like 59 more strips of that. Like they do the other, they do the same thing. So once you learn one strip, you know the other 59 strips. Oh, okay, now I got that huge part out of the way. Now let me learn this section. And that's what this stuff is, law basically is, you can't try and learn it all at once. You know, you can't try and, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to defeat yourself, okay? So you got to get it in pieces. You just take, you just start with little pieces and, and, and you go back to your common sense. And we, we've, we've so lost our common sense through media, through schooling, through, a, 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 uh, even from our own families have indoctrinated us, you know, well, you can't do that. Everybody knows you got to pay taxes. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows you got to have a driver's license. You know, everybody knows that. It's so indoctrinated into us that we accept it. And we've lost our ability to question things. And we've been taught that we vote for people to represent us. In other words, we're, we're like little kids that we need to vote for daddy and mommy to go represent us. I don't vote for representatives. I don't have representatives, okay? I'm, I am me. I'll take care of my own business. I don't need some slick ex-attorney, which most of these politicians are, doing anything for me. You know, and, and so start going back to just the basics and, and like, we'll, we'll go into a lot of this stuff, but uh, it's really sort of, I, I kid around with people. 
A lot of the stuff I do, I say, these are Barney Rubble documents that I do. You know, you know, you know the Fred Flintstones, the Flintstone stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of like some of the stuff I'll do is like, Fred take ball, Barney want ball back. You know, I'm, I'm talking like one sentence, you know, and it sounds so ridiculous, but do you know how many things we've knocked out like doing stuff like that? Like, you know, somebody calling somebody a taxpayer. Hey, I don't know no taxpayer. My name's so-and-so. Hey, I got this document from you people. It was signed by a fictional corporation, the New Jersey Tax Bureau. I'm pretty sure that if I go into court, there's no New Jersey Tax Bureau coming in to testify. I'm looking at this, geez, I'm looking at the, the body of what's in here. You're threatening me if I don't buy a product. This is not insurance. You're threatening to damage me if I don't buy a product. But nobody signed this. It's signed by a fiction. I'm pretty sure this looks like mail fraud to me. So what I had her do is we had, I had this woman, she, she sent that little Barney Rubble pleading in and we said, hey, I reported this as mouth fraud because nobody signed this thing and you're making threats in this letter. Nobody signed it. So I reported to the United States Postal Service as mouth fraud. Five days later, she gets a document in the mail. She basically gets a get out of jail free card. They wanted her to pay taxes for not having insurance. And they said, oh, don't worry about it. Just, just use this document. You're done. <laughs> you know? Because we exposed the obvious. We just took apart the basic language of what they sent. And then here's the, here's the biggest thing they do to me and you. Never let anybody hang a title on your head, Matt. Whether that's taxpayer, resident, citizen, don't ever let them put a tag on your head. Because they're only doing that for one reason. You got the, the creator created man. So you're number two in the chain. You're number two in that totem pole. Man created government. Now the only reason man created government was for one reason, to protect individual rights. That's the only reason government was created, to protect individual rights. Look around you. Do you think the governments are protecting individual rights right now? I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Governments created corporations. So corporations, which is your local town, your local borough, they're fourth in the totem pole. You're number two under God. Corporations are down here at four and governments at three. Well, if I try and do something to you, like the local borough are going to file something against you or local town, and they start calling you resident. If they call you dear resident, you'll get a thing in the mouth. Dear resident. They don't call you Matt. Hey, dear Matt. It's dear resident. Because they don't have jurisdiction or authority over Matt and man, but they got jurisdiction and authority over residents. So I'm going to call you dear resident. And if you respond to that, and give it any kind of validity, you want a lawyer saying that you are a resident and that these people have this authority to do these things against you. So first thing I do is, uh, and I got it on my site, there's an affidavit of status there. I tell everybody you should have an affidavit of status. And, and I, anytime I submit paperwork in any matter, I'll always put my affidavit of status in there because I want to remove all presumptions from them. I want to take away citizen, resident, uh, whatever they want to call me, I want to take it away from them right away. Because when I do it in an affidavit, guess the only way that can be defeated, my affidavit. What has to happen for that one affidavit to get defeated? This is your power. This is my power and your power. What's the yeah. other side going to do? They have to rebut it uh, fact for fact, correct? Fact for fact, they got to rebut it, right. Watch your previous interviews. I'm, I'm starting to catch on. <laughs> Powerful thing. Okay, yeah. because hey, if you're trying to move a claim against me, I'm sorry, I got a, I got an affidavit in this matter. 
uh, you're gonna have to rebut my affidavit. Well, if they don't want to rebut your affidavit, they don't have standing in this matter. What, what, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Because think about it. If you got a judge, he's supposed to be an impartial third party, which he's not. Okay, he's supposed to be an impartial third party. But then you have two parties with a, with a disagreement. Okay, now courts are for justicable controversies, controversies between two parties. So if the one party's on one side going, listen, everything I wrote down on this piece of paper here, I'm willing to go to jail for under penalty of perjury. That's how much I believe in what I wrote down. Then he looks at the other side. The other side says, I'm not signing that. Who's telling the truth in this matter? The guy willing to go to jail? Or the guy going, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not signing that. And that's the power of your affidavit. It's, it's the, it, it, it clears all the nonsense away, it, it, the BS, you know. Uh, you state your facts because only a man can do an affidavit. Okay. And usually what's coming at me and you, Matt, is fictional entities, meaning townships, boroughs, counties. Okay. County of Delaware. Now, if the County of Delaware, if I get, when I get the paperwork in the mail from the County, somebody's going to do something from the County against me. They never have their name on the document. It's always the County of Delaware. Rarely will you ever find a man or woman's name on there. So think about what just happened. Somebody sent you a document, which is has a bunch of legal claims on there, and they did it in the name of a fictional entity, a corporate fiction, right? And there's nobody signed it, and and they're making all these legal judgments about you. And last I checked, most people in the world have due process of law, meaning you always have a notice and opportunity to defend yourself against any claims made against you. If I could just make claims against you, like I'm going to claim I can go take Matt's car, I'm just going to show up to his house and take his car. That's, a, that's unlawful, right? It's illegal. Well, that's what they're doing to you when they're putting codes and stuff. And they're saying, well, this code gives us this right. Well, Matt, if me and you didn't go to, we didn't, me and you didn't go to court over this and this wasn't proven, everything you have in this document is hearsay. It's your opinion. Okay? Never been proved. Not only is it your opinion, you followed the whole thing in the name of a corporate fiction that doesn't exist. County of Delaware. When we go into court, County of Delaware, Mr. and Mrs. County of Delaware not walking in to testify. Well, we all have a right to face our accusers, right? You have a right to, to challenge your accuser. How do I change? How do I challenge a fiction, Matt? How do I get Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck making claims against me? Well, that's what the, the county is. How do I question Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or the county? I can't. So then it's fraud. So then everything they're doing is fraud because somebody's got to step forward and put their name on this thing. And take responsibility for it so that I know who's making what claim against me. And this is what they've hidden from us. They've, they've so ingrained uh, through media, through schooling, through your family, that these enlightened people called attorneys, you know, because the first thing they teach us when you get in any kind of legal trouble, who do you go get? Get an attorney. Right? Go get an attorney. Yeah. How about that? But they taught us that quick, didn't they? They, they, they brainwashed us quickly with that, didn't they? And what, what's the other, what's the other one they say to us? Only a fool has himself as a client. Yep. Oh, gee, I wonder who came up with that. Maybe the bar association, you know, because not, not, nothing could be further from the truth than those two things. Okay. It's the complete opposite. Remember this world is a world of opposites. Yeah. You know, a lot of things are opposite. So when they're telling you, you know, those two things, it's the opposite. You want to be your own attorney. That's where your power is. Because guess what attorneys don't do, Matt? Guess what documents they don't like, Matt? They don't like affidavits. 
They, they don't like them at all. Because guess what affidavits bring upon them? Liability. Hmm. Oh, they could lose their license. They could lose their home, their bank account, their business. Oh, they don't like that. So the difference between a man and, and like an attorney is well, if you're in a court proceeding, uh, attorneys file motions to get things done. When you're in any kind of court proceeding, you got to move the court. Okay. You, in other words, the court just sits there until somebody does something. Okay. You got to move the court. So the way an attorney will try and move a court is through a motion, motion to dismiss, motion to compel, motion to do something. But he's got to beg the judge. Think of a motion as going to the judge and saying, daddy, pretty please, may I, you know, will you please grant me this motion, daddy? That's what the attorney's doing when he files a motion. He needs the guy in the black dress, the cross-dresser with the black dress. He needs him to grant that motion. Okay. Or he can't get nothing done. Men and women, we don't ask other men for things. We state things and order them to do things. Okay. So I don't file motions. He files motions. I file affidavits. And with my affidavit, I'll attach an order. I'll destroy his entire premise of what his what he's bickering about, and I'll take him apart even before I touch the premise of what he's bringing before the court. And I'll do it by way of affidavit. Well, now he's got a problem because he can't answer my affidavit. He knows it. And I'm also going to attach an order there for the judge. First, I'm going to try and stay out of this proceeding. But if I'm in the proceeding, I'm going to attach an order to that affidavit, instructing that judge what I want him to do. Because, yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a lot here. I just wanted to kind of chime in to see where my understanding was and to um, catch up some people. Because I think you, you, you shared a lot of very important information. Um, the first one that you said was to you know, know your enemy. And what a lot of people in the community and world have a challenge with is they don't understand that there actually is one. Um, and it is, it is probably your own government. You know what I mean? It is this parasitical system that is designed and will attack you. You, you might, might get away with it for a while, but they'll attack you and they're doing it on purpose and it's not for your benefit. And you have to learn that that may happen. And so you got to get yourself out of that. And what uh, partially what else you're talking about is uh, this design to be obedient. And we're seeing that now. I just saw this video, which is hilarious, that this guy standing in front of a, a store with a lint roller and he just he gets people to go like this and he just he rolls the he does the lint roller on them. Nobody questions it. They're all wearing a mask. They get the guy to lint roller and, you know, then they go ahead and do that. And then the other thing that I wanted to bring up was, you know, when when you're talking about going to the judge and saying, you know, please judge, may I? Um, and it's interesting as I've been diving down this, a lot of people will reference um, the Bible. And apparently it's the 1611 King James Bible is the ultimate contract. I'm not sure. I haven't heard you speak about that. Um, but one of the ideas that I heard, it's like, you know, you can't serve two masters. And one of them is the government, which is kind of like your dad or your parents and you're asking permission and they can just do whatever they'd like to you with acts and statutes, whether they make sense or don't make sense. And the other one is under God and you're a free man and free person, you know, and you're, you know, and then, and then this is where my understanding gets a little bit fuzzy, but I understand there's common law, but then also the, the laws and rules of equity, whatever, what, are, what is fair and equitable. And as they go into the court with this fiction, because we're afraid and we're also ignorant, and we also don't recognize that these people are trying to just take from us, we just accept it because we're, we're afraid of the harm. Like we're afraid of the ticket or the jail or the other police officer or whatever. And it's because of that ignorance, we're afraid that this deceptive system can uh, move into place. So I wonder if you could just kind of comment on whatever, 
you know, whatever I said there that might've been inaccurate sure. or what you want to uh, improve on or embellish. And, and my, it's been my, through, through personal knowledge and my dealings with people, most people will, will basically first look at the government as the problem. You're right. But it goes even deeper than that because there's a parasitic organization. It's the most oppressive. It's enslaved more people. It's killed more people. It's taken more freedoms than, than any other organization that's ever existed. They're running the government. They're running all these governments. They're called the Bar Association, okay? And the way I, I realized this was when I would go, whether I would have a debate or talk to a, one of these local politicians, these bureaucrats, within two or three questions, I had them calling for their attorneys. I said, wait a minute, you're making claims against me. It's got your name on the document that came to my house. I'm asking you basic questions here. You can't even support your own claims. You don't know what you're doing. And, and when he tells me, you got to go talk to the attorney, I went, oh, I get it. This guy, these bureaucrats that we deal with, your local government or your state government, everything they do is filtered through the Bar Association. In other words, any, anything I send to them, like a record request or I, I want information from them, they'll never answer my document directly. They'll take my document, they hand it to an attorney, to, to, to an attorney, okay, their attorney. He filters it. He'll, he'll actually write the answer up for him. Here, give him this answer. And those dummies will put their names on it, not realizing what they're doing, you know? Because I'll, I'll get something back from somebody local and I could tell they didn't write it because they don't know a state, uh, they don't know a, a statute from, a, you know, they, they, they couldn't tell you the difference between a, a state or a statute. They don't know. I could tell the attorney wrote this document and that's very common what's going on. So you've got to first realize, know your enemy. Your enemy is actually the Bar Association. Because the government that you're talking about, that you're dealing with, guess who's going to bring this, this action against you when they're coming after you? Guess who's walking through the door and is going to bring the action against you? It's the attorney, okay? It's not the government. In other words, there's nobody from the government coming in. There's, the, the mayor's not going to come in against you. The town council's not going to come in and testify against you. Nobody that's running that government, whether it's your local, your state, or your federal government, Nobody from that government is going to come in and testify against you and me. But an attorney is going to come in there and claim to speak for a corporate fiction, which, which, a, which a borough, a town, a state are. They're corporate fictions. They've got done in Bradstreet numbers. These are corporations that are offering government services, okay, at the barrel of a gun. Hey, pay us for our services or we're going to do bad things to you. That's really what your governments are, okay? You know, like they try not to give you a choice, like if you say, I don't want to pay my taxes, well, we'll come take your house. Well, that's, that don't sound like consent. <laughs> you know, that's not the consent of the government, okay? That's ruling by force. So that's your first enemy is the attorneys. But that's a good game. And yeah, and I was going to say, you did a great video on the rule of zero. And that's kind of where the government comes in as well, right? Saying, you know, I'll let you explain that. But I feel like that's where the, the government comes in with the acts and the statutes. And, you know, you think as a human, like, wait, I never agreed to this. Who, who, what kind of people are getting together and making all these things that all of a sudden I need to agree to? That, that was one as a kid that didn't make right. any sense to me. Like, how, do, how are they making decisions for everyone as a free person? It doesn't make any sense. Uh -huh. I'm going to do in, in two in, in a minute here. I'm going to just basically, hopefully, just blow your mind. And, but it's going to be so basic. You're going to go. How can I not think of that? And it's right in front of all of us. Now think about this. Let's bring in a, a couple points here. Is slavery illegal? Pretty much throughout the world, right? It's illegal yep. to have a slave, right? Can't own another person, right? There's another person can't be your property. So we, we can agree on that, right? Pretty much worldwide. Okay. 
So let's think about this now. If we're all created equal, isn't that the other maxim basically we're all created equal? I mean, they state in our constitution, we're all created equal. Great. Okay. So, so we got that. Slavery's bad. It's illegal. We can't have a, it can't be property of another and uh, we're all created equal. So we got that. That's a, there, there are two maxims. That's understandable. There was, they're irrefutable. Nobody's going to walk in court and say, no, we still got slavery. I, I can own Matt. You know, I, I can own Matt's family. Yeah, well, that's still legal. Never going to happen. Okay. And uh, so, so we have maxims we work from and, we, and that we're all created equal. Is anybody going to walk in court and go, well, listen, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I'm, I'm a big shot and I got more rights than that. No, nobody's going to come into court. So there are the two maxims we know. Can't have a slave and then we're all equal. So let's break how, how basic this stuff is. So if, if we're equal, we've all agreed on this, right? And, and I'm not your property. You're not my property. So I write something down on a piece of paper. I call it a law or a statute or a code, okay? If I could make this apply to you by just magically writing it down, wouldn't you have to be my property? But you're not, right? Okay, so, so if you're not my property, it doesn't apply to you, right? What's the only way a document, a written instrument, can apply to you? It's not a trick question. These are not true. I mean, what's the only way that, that we live in this world? What do we use? By consent. By consent. What, are, what is consent? Contract, right? You, yeah. you and I go, hey, madam, come to your house. I'll pay your fence for 500 bucks. All right, now that's good. Here, let's sign this, this agreement. You know, we have a contract with each other. So if we're all created equal and I got zero more rights than you, okay, I can't write something down on a piece of paper and magically make it apply to you, can I? It doesn't matter what I call it. I can call it from the mouth of God up here. doesn't give it any more weight. doesn't matter what I title it. What I slap on there, law, statute, code, doesn't give it any more weight, does it? So it's just a written document, right? Because I got zero more rights than you. So if I put 100 of these guys together, okay, they all got what? Zero more rights than you and me, right? Because we're all equal. 100 times zero, that's zero, right? <laughs> Pretty sure that's zero. So that's their zero equals my zero. So just because 100 people got together and wrote something on a piece of paper and called it a law, statute, code, decree of God, doesn't give it any weight, does it? Because they don't have any more rights than I have or you have. So they have befuddled us and tricked us to think that they are magic beings, that they can write things on pieces of paper and call them law, statutes, and codes, and they apply to you and me. That's exactly what's going on until you deconstruct that. And you say, I don't understand. You know, How does that statute that, that you're moving under, how does that apply to me? Am I your property? You're going to get a no. Do I have a contract or obligation with you? No. Did I sign on to anything regarding this? Like uh, this, did I agree to follow this statute? No. I don't understand. How's your document apply to me then? It doesn't. And that's the, that's the biggest secret. These little written instruments called law, statutes, codes, and ordinances, they don't apply to me and you. These are corporate law, statutes, and codes. These apply to business, doing business with another business, okay? That's all this is. You and I have one rule called the golden rule. Do no harm to your fellow man. Don't, don't injure your fellow man. Don't steal from your fellow man. That's the only thing we're responsible for, okay? Uh, and if, if we're doing that and we're not harming anybody, nobody should be messing with us, okay? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what what happens is we we assume and presume, and this is going on with uh, what we're having in these travels. And so uh, I I started to look into this more in depth with having Mark Patelik on the podcast, and you know, knowing people could travel through these lockdowns are about to come in Canada. They project them in the summer, but they they had them in Australia, and and also with planes, you get off the plane and you must quarantine and do this and that because you have an officer there, so you assume he has authority and has the right over you to tell you what to do as an adult and you're also afraid and ignorant because you don't know what will happen and so like in canada if you test positive you've got to go to these quarantine centers right or they say hey you're gonna have to pay a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine or jail time and that's a very scary um thought and so we just we just go ahead like it's mandatory like we have to and that's why this understanding is so important and as i learn more about it it feels like it's uh you know do not pass go do not collect 200 200 as an adult you know we all have to be these lawyers but the nice thing is people like you are breaking it down um in a way that's understandable and you don't have to know everything to start to get a result or at least test it and it's kind of not as scary like it is terrifying once you have to try to go uh test it but um there's people out there and there's groups of people kind of talking and cooperating you know trying to see where there's an actual remedy where there's a result and where you differ um from from some people out there because as I got into this, some people like say, oh, don't listen to this guy, listen to that guy. But you're getting results in the real world. You know, you what you're doing is getting results in the courts or or better yet, staying out. And that's the whole idea, right? We want to we want to basically just not contract. You know what I mean? It's like, look, you do your thing, you, you know, go ahead. But we don't want to participate in that. If you're going to create this fiction and try and stick it on me, we're going to be prepared just to say no. Um, and so one of the other things that I learned, and I haven't heard you speak about yet is uh, without prejudice. Is that is that work in, um, in the States the same way it does in Canada? If you use uh, without prejudice, when you sign saying like, I, because it's all about contract, right? It's like, and I think people get confused in the common law area and and you let me know but apparently the equity of the contract is is the highest so we're just making sure that we don't enter their jurisdiction or pirate ship which is essentially what it is right they're trying to contract with you with this piece of paper right and you just have to say no thank you but we presume that we have to we get the letter in the mail with no signature and say oh no right we have to just go give this uh, essential corporation that doesn't exist a bunch of money or else we're gonna get harmed so maybe you can speak on that and let me know what's accurate or what you would what you would say about that. Well, let's just think about the logic of this testing with flying and stuff. Okay, now we, we know all men are created equal. We 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 established that. No no man owns another man, right? I, I can't give you a command. I can't say, hey Matt, I need you to run a Burger King for me. You, every day at eight, eight, four o'clock, you need to go buy me five burgers. I can't give you an order, right? Now let's take it back to the uh, let's take it back to the the, the airport with the guy in the, the the guy all with the gun and all. You know, you, we got to do this. Now think about it. Definition. Definition of battery is unwanted touch. Okay, somebody on you know somebody touches unwantedly. Could be as harmless as you know pushing you, like just a little. It's an unwanted touch. Okay. When they test you, don't they have to touch you? So let me get this straight. They're saying in order to fly, you have to suffer the violation of a crime against you. You've got to let them batter you because you don't want them touching you, do you? You know, if you don't want them touching you and they're going to touch you, that's battery. So they're saying, hey, listen, Matt, if you don't let us battery you, touch you to test you, you can't fly. So let's break the alamo. So, so your point is 
in order for me to, to travel, to fly, I got to let you commit a crime against me. Is that your position? Because here's another thing you're doing. Not only are you battering me because you're touching me, I don't want you to touch me. When I define myself and I do it affidavits, I state that uh, my body, my information, my genetic material, everything I own and claim are my property. When they're testing you, aren't they taking your property? They're taking your genetic material, right? They're stealing, they're stealing your property, aren't they? Do, do you want them to take your property? Okay, so you don't want to be touched. You don't want to be battered. And you don't want them to steal from you. So there's two crimes they're committing right there. They're battering you because it's unwanted touch. And they're stealing from you. It's theft. It's theft of your genetic material. And on the genetic material, I heard weird things about this uh, Forever 21 or something like that about collecting genetic material around it. the world. That, that's a whole another rabbit hole. But that was, I never even considered might, that. Might be right? the they might be having a database they're putting together, you know, and using your, who knows what they're doing with this stuff. All I know is yeah. your genetic material is yours and my genetic material is mine. Okay. I don't get to come up to you yeah. and stick a swab up your nose and, and take a sample from you. Okay. That would be battery, assault. And, uh, you know, uh, unwanted medical intervention. No, I, I can't do that. But isn't that what they're doing to you when you come in the airport? So what if you put that down in an affidavit and you sort of set the, the rules out and said, hey, wait a minute. My body, my, uh, uh, my information, my genetic material, everything I own and claim are my property. Uh, and then you state, uh, this, is a, this is a forced medical intervention. This is what you're doing is you're, you're, it's a forced medical intervention. You're saying that you, they, you can't fly unless you go through their medical intervention. And here's what your medical intervention is. It's battery and it's theft of property because it's unwanted. Touch. I don't want you touching my body. I don't want you poking around in my body. That's my property. And you're taking my genetic material, samples, swabs. That's theft of property. So you people are stating, your point is that I've got to suffer the commission of crimes against me in order to travel. I don't think that holds a lot of weight. And if that's gonna be your position, I'm gonna to have to file a claim against you. Whoever's making this decision that they have authority to make me suffer crimes to travel, well, I'm gonna file commercial claims against those people. And I'm gonna support it by affidavits. And I'm gonna make them come in and explain how they got authority to batter me and to steal my, my property, my genetic material. And when you start putting people in that position, they're not used to seeing the monkeys do this to them. The monkeys don't do this to them. The monkeys get in line and do what they're told. But you need a, you need a couple monkeys to step up and go, I'm not going to follow the rest of the monkeys. I'm going to do it this way. And that's the only way this stuff's going to change. If we're all going to be the monkeys and get in line, this is, this is going to get worse. It's going to get exponentially worse, you know? Like I got like Lent's kids around in one of his videos. He said, you people, he said, they're going to they're gonna tell you you can only take three breaths an hour at one point, you know, and you're going to believe it, you know, if there's going to be no end to it. Where is it going to stop? First, it was one mask. Now they're talking about two masks. <laughs> they actually talked about that. Really, they were legitimately saying, well, there's more protection with two masks. Well, gee, why don't we seal your head in a bubble so you can't breathe at all, you know, and then you're perfectly safe, right? You just die from you can't breathe, you know, and you might make yourself uh, breathing in your own carbon dioxide. You might get, you know, the bacterial pneumonia, but don't worry about it. You're not going to catch nothing, but that's what they're doing with this stuff. Okay. So that's the absurdity of it. Uh, without prejudice, well, yeah. you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go, go ahead on that. Well, I was just wondering if you could, what the other thing that I've seen too is um, travel with, with putting masks on kids 
And I've only had that once at a store where they wouldn't let me in because um, they said that's their policy and like, you know, no mask or whatever. You, you can't come in. We're, we're, we're not letting you. And I've seen that on a plane as well where they're trying to mask a, a two-year-old, you know? And so I'm just wondering, um, let's say that happened to you. You got one of the monkeys, right? And they're saying, you know, you got to mask your kid. And you're like, this isn't happening. Um, you might have to leave the plane um, because they would just force you. What, how would you use that interaction and then what will be your follow-up? And, and I'll just say for the people that are listening to this, go to Alphonse's website, which is uh, I am has sent me to you. I am has sent me to you, which uh, you should talk about that a little bit, which is interesting. Sure. Um, and you have the documents. And so that's what I was curious because I, I want to fly. And I'm like, if they try to ma make me mask my daughter or kick me off the plane, it's really going to piss me off. <laughs> if I know I'm going to go in a situation and I know I'm going to get pushback, I'm going to try and address it before I'm going on like the day of flight. Because I'm going to get my documents into them beforehand. Okay. Uh, and then when I show up, I'm going to bring copies of my documents. But I'm, I'm going to try and stand on those affidavits. And I'm going to say, well, you're going to have to get somebody here because who's making this claim? That, now let's talk about policy real quick. You said policy because this is a keyword that's being thrown all over here, even over the states over here, it's being thrown around. Let's talk about hierarchies, okay? Uh, I don't know how your government's set up, but our government technically supposed to be set up that the government was set up to protect the rights of the people, okay? The government's always going to be under the people. So we have a hierarchy. We have federal constitution, state constitution, uh, uh, law, statutes, codes, and ordinances, and then corporate government, which is policies. So think about that now. Our Constitution is the supreme law of our land over here. Our Constitution doesn't grant us rights. It only secures our God-given rights. I don't get my rights from my Constitution. It only secures them. So if that's number one on the list, and we just talked about that word you said, policy, who, who makes policy? Corporations, right? They're fourth down on the list. The created can never be greater than the creator, okay? So the federal constitution created the state governments, the states governments created the, the, uh, the corporations, the corporate, I mean, I mean the government, government created corporations. Policy can never supersede the federal constitution. In other words, you, their policy can never supersede your rights. You have a right to be free, to be, to, to shop unencumbered, to travel unencumbered, you know? You have, you, that's a right, that's a natural right to travel. They can't take their corporate policies and impose them upon you. You don't work for their corporation. They can impose corporate policies against employees. People that work for them, they can impose those policies, but you don't work for them. You don't work for that store that won't let you in or the, or the airline company. Well, that's our policy. Well, what if their policy was no black people allowed to fly? That's our policy. Could they do that? Could they, why, why wouldn't they be able to stop black people from flying? Be unlawful, wouldn't it? Be illegal, wouldn't it? So what's the difference between their, their policy that black people can't fly and you got to wear a mask? They're the same thing. You know, it's, it's policy because. Well, under you, you know, the, under the guys, they say it's, it's, that's how they're trying to get all this tyranny, right? They say it's, it's for the benefit of the people. And that's what I get from ever. It's for, it's for other, it's all this. And then it seems like they can use that argument for everything, for everything, right? For the benefit of the people, you have to walk on all fours and, you know, get this butt swab that is now going to test I, you. For let's, this, let's take that. This, let's take the, let's take the argument away from them. It's for the benefit of all the people. I deem for myself, for my property, that wearing a mask is not only unhealthy, unhealthy, 
It's downright dangerous. I've deemed that for myself. So it's not for my benefit because if, if I put that mask on that you want to force me to put on, it's dangerous to me. I deemed it's, it's unhealthy and it's dangerous for me. Sort of takes their argument away as far as it's for the benefit of all. Who says it's for the benefit of all? How, how do you know? That's your opinion. That's like saying, well, listen, I don't think anybody should drive anymore because, you know, then there'd be no more car accidents and no more people getting hit by cars. Listen, be the, but Matt, it's for the benefit of society, right? You know, just, hey, we just don't drive anymore. There'll be no, no car deaths because it's for the benefit of society. Well, it's the same thing they're doing with their mass thing. Well, it's for the benefit of society. Well, I'm not here to benefit society. Okay. <laughs> and you're not here to basically, it's not your position as an airline or a store to, to basically worry about people's health. I'm not, I'm not saying you, you can't do dangerous. You can't have like flammable things in it that are dangerous for people, but, but it's not your position to worry about whether I catch a virus or not. That is way out of your scope. You, you pick people up in a conveyance called a plane and you take them somewhere else. Okay. That's your job not to look at them and go, you know what? Not like it's sick. Well, let's let's make sure Matt gets a but make sure you put a, a mask on him. He's got to wear a mask, you know. Um, what other regulations do they want to put on you? Well, well, you know, we found that after that if you wear a bunny suit, you know, you're less less likely to catch this coronavirus thing. So let's let's put Matt in a bunny suit too. Where would where does it end? Well, it's policy. Hey Matt, you got to wear a mask and wear a bunny suit to get on the flight. Okay, this is what you're doing. This is what they're doing. Though. This is the absurdity to what they're doing. They're taking corporate policy that can only be used against their employees. It's policy. It's not law. Policy's not law, okay? So they can't take a policy and make it a law and impose it upon you. And by what they're doing, by doing that, they're not violating your God-given rights. And I don't know what kind of, how your, your rights are, what it's in basically, but, but we're all pretty similar. There's a, there's a constitution of some sort that grants, I don't say grants, that guarantees rights. Most people think they grant rights. Constitutions don't grant rights. They guarantee God-given rights, God-given inherent rights. Think of your constitutions as that's, that's government's rule book that tells them if you want to deal with another man or woman, you got to follow this rule book. That's your rule book. When you step outside of that rule book, now you take on full liability for anything you do. So if they don't want to follow the rule book, then you, you move against them. You move actions against them. Uh, Talk about contracts you mentioned. Uh, that's a lot of a lot of misunderstanding people have about a contract. Uh, you don't have a contract with your cable company. Don't have a contract with your water company. Okay, you have service agreement with them. That's a company that you signed a, a just a service agreement. There's nobody on the other side of the signature. Okay, it's a one. It's, a, it's, called, it's called a unilateral contract basically. Okay, and it's unenforceable, which means you signed and promised to pay them money each month if they provide the service to you, okay? That's a unilateral contract. Uh, it can never be enforced. And here's the only way one thing will happen is if you stop paying them, they're just going to take your service away from you, right? Because you agree for the service and you're not paying for the service. But they can't do anything for you for that. They, they can't, like if you, you decide, well, you know what, I, I don't want, I'm going to get natural water from the, from the sky. I'm going to put a, a rain capture system in and use natural water. They can't say, well, well, no, Matt, you can't do that. We have to send you bills. No, it's, it's, a, it's an agreement between both of you. If you provide me this water through my pipes, I will pay you guys money. And when you stop paying me money for my water service, I'm just going to stop water coming to you. But I'm not going to do anything bad to you. 
I'm not going to come take your house or take your kids or something, you know, it, it's just a service agreement. So it's not a contract. And because people get this thing in their heads that everything's a contract, their driver's license is a contract. They're not, they're not contracts. These are agreements. Contracts are, there's an offer made by a party. And the other party accepts it. Hey, Matt, I'll, I'll paint your fence for 500 bucks. Alphonse, that's good. I'll, I'll take your offer for 500 bucks. Then we have to have, there's the third part's consideration. In other words, I have to give you something for value. You got to give me something of value. It's got to be consideration between the two of us. Well, I'm giving you my labor and you're giving me your money. So that's the third part of the contract. The fourth part is uh, meeting of the minds. Can you, meet, can you have a meeting of the minds with a corporate fiction, a cable company? There's no mind to meet, right? So we can never have a meeting of the minds, but you and I can have a meeting of the minds. So we, we, it's gotta be meeting of the minds, which means really full disclosure. So if I agreed to paint your fence and I'm not telling you we got this bad batch of paint, okay? And I'm gonna use this bad patch of paint on your fence and I didn't tell you. Well, I just breached that contract because I owed a duty to you to let you know full disclosure that I knew that paint was bad. I knew that paint was bad. I should have let you know because had I told you ahead of time and I said, hey, Matt, I'm going to paint your fence for 500 hours. You go, oh, it's a great price. And I said, but I, Matt, I got to tell you that I think the paint's defective. You're going to go, well, you ain't paint my fence. You would have never entered into the contract because I, I held something back from you. I, I was in full disclosure. And a contract can only be signed by between two living beings. Me and you can sign a contract. I can't sign a contract with the lamp. I can't sign a contract with the monitor. I can't sign a contract with the township, the borough, the county. They don't exist. They're corporate fictions. I can only sign a contract with another man or woman. And that, that's important to learn that because people think everything's a contract. You're right. Things are contracts. No, they're more, think about them as more service agreements. And until you challenge that service agreement, they're just going to keep performing. Now, the only difference between them and your water company, when you stop paying your water company, they're just going to shut your water off. They're not going to come threaten you. But your local government, who's also a corporation, when you stop paying them taxes, whatever their taxes are, sewer tax, or they're going to come do bad things to you. Last I checked, I'm pretty sure that's extortion. Hey, Matt, give me the money or I'm going to do this bad thing to you, Matt. Because we just talked about documents, right? What's the only way I can make a document apply to you? You either have to be my property you're not my property, right? We know that. And I'm not, you're not the township's property. Or we'd have to have a contract with each other for you to provide me this service. And if you didn't sign a contract with your county, which you don't, or your township, then they can't make their documents apply to you. So if they're going to try and make them apply to you through force, well, then these are crimes. So now we start making claims against them. We fight back with basically what we have power with is through affidavits. Because when I'm going to challenge their nonsense, whatever it is, their sewer tax or whatever. It's funny, the sewer tax, there's like, there's like three bodies trying to collect the, collect the sewer tax. The, the, the local uh, borough, the, uh, the, the sewer authority, and I think the county's getting a piece of it. So, so let me get this straight. There's one sewer and there's three people got their hands in the sewer thing trying to get a piece of it. Really? You know, where does this end? You know, it's a scam. So we need to basically fight back against them. And we're not going to fight back with just a letter. If you just do a letter and send it in, they'll take your letter and they'll throw it in the trash. They're not going to react to it. But when you start filing an affidavit against somebody and you uh, give them a deadline to respond to it, and then you attach something called a notice of claim where it states, hey, you're claiming you have these rights against me. I've rebutted everything you said in here. I'm going to give you a chance to respond. I'm going to give you 30 days to respond. 
Minimum, you got to give them three days. You have to give them three days to respond. And if you don't respond, you therefore agree that everything I've stated in here is the truth, that you don't have authority to do this to me, that you, you have no authority to do whatever you're doing to me. If you don't respond, you're in default. I gave you a chance to answer. Remember, we're not slaves of each other. I'm not your slave. You're not my slave. So if you're making claims against me and I rebut your claims in an affidavit, you owe me a responsibility to respond. If you want to continue on with what you're doing, you're making claims against me and I give you an affidavit. I go, hey, Matt, what you're doing is wrong. And here's why. You owe me a response because I'm not your slave. And if you don't respond to me and turn around and say, well, I'm under no responsibility to fill your, to, to fill your affidavit out. Wait a minute. So, so I, I'm your property? Are you saying that I'm your property? You can just write things down on a piece of paper and make them apply to me. Well, no. Okay. Do I have a contract with you? No. Then how's this document that you sent me, how's it apply to me? It doesn't. And it's really no more complicated than, than the, that basic stuff. You know, you start, and the website, the reason I put the website up there is basically give people like a step-by-step -step of how to fight back against these people. How to, how to show them their liability, these attorneys, you know, things like that. How to, how to make the, send the red flag up for their insurance. They don't like, they don't know, they don't want you, the monkey's not supposed to know about their insurance. We're not supposed to know that stuff. But, but that's a very powerful thing for us and how to use their insurance against them. So, but no, I mean, you, you take it where you, you, you let me know what gaps you have or what you think gaps people have and we'll address that. Yeah, all, all of that's all that's fantastic. And in, in a previous show, I think it was either with Crow or Beth Martins. And shout out Beth Martin; she's been doing some great interviews and connected us together. Because a lot of people are looking for the remedy here. It's like our freedoms are being taken away, and I think that most people in Canada, North America, and Europe, um, you know, they kind of believe that their systems and structures were mostly good. And I feel like for me, I've in studying why we had war and starvation, I was like, these are not good systems. We have an illusion of freedom now and, and they will impose it. And so people are now are getting impeded by this and saying, oh, whoa, like what is happening here? How come the government can do all these different things? But we aren't equipped to fight, right? Like you said, we're, we're indoctrinated into authority. Like one of the main ones as a kid was you don't question authority, right? You know, you want to give your power to someone else. And what I really like about this and the people that I've been learning from is it's, you know, under God, the creator, right? It's the creator and then you, right? It's not the creator and then the government and, and a group of people you don't know. And, and you don't know if they have their, your best interest in heart and, and you might disagree. It's no man can mandate stuff on another man. You just don't harm the other man. That's like common laws essentially just don't, it's common sense. Don't harm other people. Don't, you know, just don't do that. Everyone can agree with that. Everything else is law, statutes and all these other things. And so I guess what I'd, I'd like to ask is kind of bigger questions and in, in, in a smaller one. So what would the, what would like, be the starting point for the people trying to wrap their head around this like me like what like maybe it's you need to watch this set of videos you need to do an affidavit or you need to do how do we prepare what what do we need to do and then so that might take a while but the other big question i wanted to ask was what do you think about is get what do you think is going to happen moving forward because i feel like this agenda from these people is going to keep going it's going to keep getting worse and when you talked about 
the land tax, you know, you said you kind of made a shitstorm happen, just you doing it. And so we might, we need to assert our rights. We can't just give them away. And so there needs to be a collective of people who are strong and can assert their rights and then hit them with insurance or whatever, but to know what they're doing. So this stops because apparently it's all by consent. And it seems to be some sort of Luciferian satanic system in the sense that they're using deceit you know, in the in the bar association and and uh, Black's Law Dictionary, you think the word means one thing; it means a totally different thing. They're using deceit to harm you and to take authority over you, and that to me is uh, Luciferian. And I'm going to say it over and over again on my podcast. But the definition of Luciferian by uh, uh, Rudolf Steiner is anything that seeks to restrict or bind. Well, if you're imposing on breath, and then you know little kids aren't seeing faces and we have a massive spike in mental health and we're ruining jobs it, like this is something is wrong you know and if you're really brainwashed and can't see that that's unfortunate and there's many many people like that but then on the other side there's people that see what's going on and we want the remedy so how do we just say you know what we're going to stand up for what's right we're not going to um, agree to this and but we knew we need to know the tricks because the scary mm -hmm. thing as a as a beginner like myself is they're so deceptive you don't want to accidentally contract with them you know you want to be kind of set up and you want to feel confident in in the fact of uh you know how like i use the analogy at the beginning of this is like you could understand what boxing and martial arts are and you can study it a little bit but you want to get grounded um first and and then the last thing I'll say in this really convoluted uh, section is the people that I've been trying to tell this to, they're really concerned about the acts and statutes, right? They're like, oh, it's going to, they're going to get you, right? Like you, you don't mess with that. And so they're kind of conditioned. But what you're saying is that, you know, even the infringements, anything that's an act or a statute, if you know your stuff, you can choose to not participate. It doesn't apply to you, a man or a woman. You can actually um, honorably just say no. And you're not going to have these big bad guys throw you in jail for that. Is, is that true? So do your best with that, uh, yeah. that little section I threw at you. Well, let's start. Think about the word. Somebody pointed this out to me. I was doing a woman, <laughs> interview with a woman and she said uh, we were talking about magic spells, right? Using words like you said, yeah. convoluting two words. You and I think a person one way as a, as a person, but in legal society, person's a whole different thing. Person's a corporation. But you and I would think, you know, your neighbor's a person. Hey, you know, that. So they've taken the language and they flipped it on its head, okay, legalese. And now she said the term to me and I never thought of it before. Spelling, S-P-E-L-L-I-N-G, spelling. Isn't that using, think about that, spelling. Aren't, isn't that what they're doing with us words? Aren't they spelling us? Hey, you're a, you're a taxpayer, Matt. You're a resident, Matt. You're a, you know, you're a citizen, Matt. Dear citizen, blah, 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 blah. Dear resident, blah, blah, blah. That's a magic spell that they're casting upon you. They're spelling you. Hey, Matt, I'm, I'm designating you a citizen. Wave the magic wand. I, I put citizen in the document and I put all the stuff in there. I'm just spelling you, right? I put a spell on you to make you believe you're a citizen. What's the only status you ever want to hold? You never want to give your status up. The only status you want is of a man or a woman under your creator. You never give that status away to them. So when, first way to start, anytime you get a document and it doesn't have your name on there, someone's trying to steal from you, okay? It's fraud, it's theft. Someone's trying to spell you, they're spelling you, okay? They're trying to, they're gonna call you dear taxpayer. 
dear resident, dear citizen. Because remember, we just talked about how a document can't apply to a man. I, I can't be your property, right? The only way a document can apply to between me and you is if me and you sign a contract. It's the only way that document can apply to us, right? So we know that, that doc, their documents don't apply to men and women. They know that. So they have to spell you. They have to put a, they're doing a spelling on you. They have to spell you. And when they spell you as a citizen, well, now they've taken you down from man and they put you under government because government has jurisdiction and authority over citizens. So they spelled you. They put a spell on you. They called you citizen and you bit, you bought it. You, you responded back as Mr. Citizen. They spelled you. They spelled you from a man down under government. Now they are going to claim they have control over you because they have authority over citizens and you're stating by your actions, you're responding back like a citizen. So you must be one of their citizens. That, that alone, you've got to get your head around. Never let anyone take you down from a man. You hold that status. Anytime you get a document, it's not your name. I don't care if my name's in all caps. I don't care what they put my name in. It doesn't matter. If my name's not on that document, that document's fraud. All day long, that document's fraud. Um, where to start? Think about the, 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 way to, the way to start. Go to my site and download. All my documents are free. You can download my documents for free. Uh, and the, the first folder on the document section, go download my affidavit of status. Now, yours, you're going to have to change certain things because I'm referencing federal constitution. But you just mix and match. You just sort of substitute. And a good thing is, wherever you're located, wherever your listeners are located, I got... Uh, there must have been about 8,000 documents downloaded in about the last two weeks since like the Crow Show. And I set up a Telegram group. It's under Alphonse Fagiola. I, I highly recommend getting in the Telegram group because now this thing started like two weeks ago. I was like the only one in there. Now there's like 320 people or something in there. Okay. Like every day there's another 20 people. And here's what's cool about the group now it's not like a news story posting group or posting news stories, which a lot of these groups are. These are people talk about. Events. Hey, I went in the store. This happened to me. Hey, don't want to do this to me with my job. So they're posting stuff up there. And the cool thing is, it's a lot of people in the Telegram group that have taken my documents already. They downloaded and they've adapted them for their situation and for their country. Because someone will get up there and say, hey, does anyone have like a status of affidavit for in the UK for like Alphonse affidavit of status? Yeah, I, I did one. Here it is. And they'll post it up there in the Telegram group. So the affidavit of status, even though mine's written for the United States of America, depending on whatever country your listeners are listening from, probably somebody in that group has already taken the document for the country and, and, and upgraded it or made it ready for their country. So you might not even have to do that. You might have to just ask for the document, let them provide it, and then you just change a couple of key things. Your affidavit of status is done. Okay. That affidavit of status, you use anytime you send a document to somebody, send your affidavit of status. Because I don't want to argue with you about my rights. Like, I don't want to go to the, the, the mayor, town mayor, and go, well, listen, I got a First Amendment right. I got this amendment. Nah, that's okay. I'm just going to give you an affidavit, okay? With it, with it already spelled out for you. If you don't like what I have in an affidavit and you think you have authority over me, please rebut it. He's never going to rebut so your affidavit. Would, you would write, so with your affidavit of status that you would have notarized, which is on your website, which you could go figure out how to do, when you get that thing from the municipality, you just send that back? That's what you send, like a photocopy of that? That's it? And just like, I'm not contracting with you or something? No, so well, basically, 
the affidavit of status, think of that, about that as your go-to document. In other words, generally, think about if, if, if you send me something from the borough, the town, the local town, you send me a document, you work for the town, okay? And I respond back by basic letter. In your head, you got it that I'm a citizen of yours. I'm a resident of yours, okay? Right off the bat, you're thinking I'm a citizen or resident, that you have authority over me because I haven't rebutted it, right? Like if I just write back and go, well, I disagree with this, you're thinking of me as a citizen or a resident. But when I just include that affidavit status, every time I respond, re respond back to you, I don't have to argue with you that I'm not a citizen, I'm not a resident. It's spelled out right there in the affidavit. I don't need to argue with you. So right there, when you get my document back, there's going to be other docs, but when you get that first document back, I'm establishing who I am and what my relationship, me, my relationship and your relationship are together. Boom. We just dispelled the presumptions. Remember you talk about presumptions? You've just dispelled a yeah. ton of presumptions with that affidavit of status. You, you destroyed them. You told them where your rights come from. My rights come from my creator, not from you. Uh, and you just, that, that affidavit destroys the presumptions. So that goes with every document you send. Then I would do what's called an affidavit of fact. Depending on what they're contacting me about, I'm going to attack that document in an affidavit of fact. That's a, an affidavit of fact is each incident specific. So if it's a sewer bill, I'm going to do one based on the sewer bill. Hey, I never, I have no contract with you people. There's no name on your bill. You know, all, all the stuff that's fraudulent, I'm going to point out in my affidavit of fact. So now they're getting back the affidavit of status. I'm removing all presumptions from them. That's going away. And my affidavit of fact, where now I'm attacking their arguments in my affidavit of fact. And we just said, what's the only way an affidavit gets rebutted? Fact for fact. Fact for fact. You think the person you sent that to, you think they're going to get a rebuttal back from them? Fact for fact rebuttal? Cold day in hell, my friend. Not going to happen. You're not getting no affidavit back. So now you've established that. And now when you really want to turn the heat up on them, they're the two documents you're going to send out for every incident. Affidavit of status, which is really just a photocopy. If you do it once, you just photocopy and put it in there. Then you can do an affidavit of fact for each incident that you're dealing with, okay? And then when you really want to get them off, back off you, you're going to file notice of claim against them. Hey, you know what? And you, you, it'll be in your affidavit of fact also. Hey, I don't see any evidence that you have any jurisdiction or authority over me to do anything you stated here. So technically right now, you are trespassing and administering my property without right. Not only are you trespassing, you've sent me forged documents. You're sending me documents with no names on them. There's no signatures on these documents. You may be lucky and get a name on there. It's going to be a computer printed name. Nobody's going to sign that document because it's liability. So, hey, I'm going to file, I'm going to throw that notice of claim in with those two affidavits to say, I'm going to need you to stop trespassing against me, Matt. And I need you to stop forging documents against me. And if you don't, Matt, listen, I want to file a $100,000 claim against you because you're trespassing and administering my property without right and you're forging documents against me. This is all commercial stuff now we're doing, basically. It's all based on law, but it's commercial. So now I just dropped a time bomb in that, the lap of that person that, that's at the, from the borough or the town. They can't argue about me about my status. If they wanted to argue that I'm not a resident, they've got to rebut my affidavit. Not going to happen. They can't argue me about the facts. Because I just addressed them in the affidavit of fact, okay? And they're in the both notarized documents. So they got to rebut my affidavit on my facts and prove that my facts are wrong and that they're right. And oh, by the way, I just sent them a notice of claim that if they don't stop doing what they're doing and trespassing upon me and forging documents against me, 
I'm going to make a financial claim against them of $100,000. Here's what that does. First of all, it scares the hell out of them. Because the monkeys, me and you, the monkeys, we don't do that stuff, man. We, we, the monkeys don't send them documents. They send documents to the monkeys. And the monkeys ask, how high should I jump? You know? Ooh, I used to, the monkey sends a document. Wait a minute. Oh, this looks affidavits. Claim, oh, $100,000 claim. The first place that document goes, the, the, whoever you send that document to, the, the borough or the township, goes to the attorneys. The attorneys are going to look over this document. That person from that borough, you're not getting a response from your local government people. They're not writing the response. Never, ever, ever is going to happen. The response is coming from their attorney. Okay. Now let's think about how powerless that is. That attorney, he's a private contractor. He works for the township, the state. The bar he's just a private contractor. I don't care what he is. He's an attorney. He belongs to the Bar Association. Does he have any authority over you, Matt, the attorney? Okay. Did you harm the attorney in any way? Did you violate any of his rights or did you harm him in any way? Does he have any personal knowledge of anything in the document that the, that the county sent you? Any, any of your claims? Does he have any personal knowledge of any of that? No. He don't know nothing about what those claims are. He don't know who made them, where they originally came from. He don't know nothing except that he helped, got healthy, got handed these documents. So now here's what's going to happen. He's going to write the document up. You may, sometimes you'll actually get the response from the attorney. Well, that's, that's just like, that's red meat because we just talked about, he don't have, you know, jurisdiction, you know, standing, you have no personal knowledge. Yo, who are you sending me documents? I don't know who you are. I'm an attorney. I don't care who you are. You're making claims against me, aren't you? Isn't he making claims against you? He's saying these, these ordinances or whatever apply to me. Now he's making claims against me. He's never going to be able to prove that because he can, it's unprovable. So now I go, I go after him if he wants to step into it. I can take their attorney right out of the box. Sometimes the document he creates, the person from the borough will sign. That's even worse because now that person doesn't have a clue of anything that's on that document. So if we ever get into a court proceeding, they're going down. Okay? They're going to sink like a lead weight. And if it ever gets to a court proceeding, that attorney knows he wrote that document for them. There's no way they're going to let that person go into court and talk about anything on that document. So most likely you'll probably get a settlement of some sort or they'll just make it go away. Okay. Depending on the situation. So when you do that, by filing those three documents, you want to talk about remedy. That's your first stage of remedy going on the offensive. Stop being defended. Stop playing the role of a defendant. That's why when you get a traffic ticket and the court sends you the thing for the, the hearing, your role defendant or dear defendant, what do they do? They're trying to take your role down from man down to a defendant. They're your three most powerful documents, okay? That'll get them on their heels. And here's the stuff you're not seeing. When you make that $100,000 claim against them, guess who they got to call, Matt? Guess who they got to contact and let know that there was a claim file against them? They got to call insurance. their insurance company. Yeah. You think the insurance company's happy? What, what are you guys doing? Well, what the guy submit? Send it to us. Is what like happened to me. Send it to us. Now that the, 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 the borough sends your two affidavits, right? Which are your affidavit status, your affidavit of facts, and your claim now goes to the insurance company. Insurance company immediately turns it over to their attorneys. Their attorneys know exactly what your documents are. Oh, hell, this guy's using affidavits. He's willing to come into court and testify under penalty of perjury that everything he wrote in his affidavits is true. Oh, hell, 
I don't have anybody on our side that's going to come across and, and counter him. The borough manager's not going to come across. The attorney can't come across and counter you. There's nobody that can rebut your affidavits. Natter in a bad position. <laughs> you've, you've lined them up with affidavits. This is commercial law. An unrebutted affidavit stands as truth. So when you gave me your affidavit, you put a time limit on it, three days up to 30 days. So after the 30 days pass and they don't answer you, they're in default. Now we can start moving the knees into claims because now I can actually file an actual, I can file it. I could, I could do an administrative claim against them and try and get them to pay me without going to court. And I could file a judicial claim for uh, trespassing and for forgery. Because I could prove all day long, look, this guy sent me these documents, nobody's name's on it. They're making all these legal claims against me and nobody signed the thing. That's forgery, that's fraud. And when I file that with the court against them, those two things, trespass and forgery, guess what I'm gonna to attach to my pleading? My unrebutted affidavit. Hey, I gave you guys 30 days to respond. You didn't respond. Why didn't you respond? Oh, we don't have any obligation to respond. Oh, you don't. So you can just make claims against me anytime you want. And I can't do anything about it. Is that your position? Because that, that, that'd have to be your property. If you could just make claims against me and you don't have to defend your claim, what well, then I'm your property. That would make me an indentured servant to indentured servant or slave. It's nonsense. When you think about it, it's nonsense, isn't it? Who's going to come across and, and knock your affidavits out? Nobody. So this is how your friends and your, your listeners start getting remedy. Go on the offensive. Stop playing defendant. In other words, whatever they're sending from me to me, back, whether it's the sewer bill, whatever, I'm not going to argue the details of the bill. Or I'm, I'm not getting into the, the, the assessment, the properties. I'm not arguing the details of the assessment. I know the whole thing's fraud. I'm going to attack the process. Hey, you sent me this document. Nobody signed it. There's no verification of anything. You sent me a fraudulent document. You're making all kinds of legal claims in your document. We never went to court over any of this stuff. These are false claims you're making against me. But I'm doing it in way of affidavit. I'm responding by affidavits. That are screwed when they get that. They're in a bad position because if they want to still come at you and there's a court, say they file something against you, they're stupid enough to file something against you, and you went to court, you bring your unrebutted affidavit and you go, hey, Man in a black dress, I challenged everything they sent to me. They defaulted. They never responded. Look, here's the green card. We have green cards over here. They didn't respond. So then how are they doing what they're doing? What are they going to say? Well, we don't have to respond. Well, if they don't have to respond to you or me, then we have to be their property. We're, we're slaves to them. We could just do things to you. Well, we know that's not, there's, there's no way that we're slaves. And if they're relying on written instruments, statutes, codes, we have to contract to that. We, we never signed a contract to follow their law, statutes, and codes. So then they don't have a claim. Everything they're saying is fraud. And you establish it through your affidavits. And your notice of claim sets off a lot of bells with the insurance companies. Because now the insurance company's not happy because they're going to go, whoa. This guy's filed affidavits against you and he's filed a $100,000 claim against you. If this guy gets you in court, he's going to destroy you. We're going to lose and have to pay this claim. Make this guy go away. Either pay him, give him a settlement or, or, or make this matter go away. Don't bother him anymore because we don't want to pay the $100,000 claim. That's how you start to get remedy. Okay. With those three documents, you start to get your remedy because now you're on the offense. 
you're not the defender. It's like we were talking about fighting. You were talking about fighting before. Like, you know, uh, how do you want to fight not throwing a punch? If you get a boxing match, me and you're boxing, and I can't throw punches at you, I'm going to be defended. Every time you're throwing, I'm going like this. How? The only way you can win the fight is you have a heart attack, okay? <laughs> Some crazy thing. There's no way I can win the fight. I got to punch back, don't I? So until you punch back, and you can't be scared to punch these people. You said some people are apprehensive. Don't be afraid. Understand your paperwork. The paperwork I do, I, I, we're kidding around before we went on. I do what they call Barney Rubble documents. Fred takes ball. Fred took ball. Barney wants his ball back, okay? <laughs> it's really no more complicated than that. We're, we're breaking it down to real basic elemental stuff, man. Right. You and can I understand think, that document. Yeah, yeah, and the way that I, I think – one of the ways I understand this philosophically is, um, you know, bullies, they always prey on the weak. If you know anything about, you know, predators and things like that, they, they always prey on the weak. They don't mess with, uh, you know, strong empowered people. And so even if you push back a little bit, you can have a lot of success and, and you want to have grounds and understand what you're doing because you don't want to accidentally go in their jurisdiction and you want to, you know, be sound in your knowledge. But at the same time, you don't want to be bullied and pushed around just because. And, and all of this works by assumption, presumption and consent. And so even if you, you know, start just educating yourself, listening to you, going through your documents, um, you know, because even in my township where I am, people are having success. We had, um, you know, uh, a meeting and, and this was during our like lockdown type of deal. And then someone I know, they got the cops come out their door, blah, blah, blah. Everybody got tickets, you know, and they basically said, you know, no, no, thank you rescission on it. And we haven't heard back from that. So we're seeing how that plays out. Um, but there's, there's people testing it. And so as people know, and then push back and hold them accountable, because what they're doing is fraudulent. And sure. um, so one of the things I'd love for you to speak on, because I, I don't, I don't exactly know how this works, but everything is like bringing them into the jurisdiction, right? You maritime admiralty law. And I imagine then that's like this pirate ship trying to give around offers, right? To everybody when we we're basically under God, you know, and there's like, Oh, here's your offer for this thing. Here's your offer for this thing. But we, you know, we don't know that. So we're just accepting these, these offers and we're accepting this little bit of uh, bullying and coercion. And then the other thing that I was wondering about is, uh, is is the what i've heard around yeah the without prejudice and, and just getting getting out like we want to basically step stay out of rome stay out of babylon stay out of like caesar's palace and did, our caesar's jurisdiction don't even sign a document don't ever sign another document then like that like the cop nobody can make you sign a document oh how, how can somebody can i make you do something no no if i can make you do something you would be my slave wouldn't you Hey, Matt, go cut my grass. Hey, Matt, go shopping for me. Hey, Matt, write your signature down here for me. Isn't that what they're doing? Don't give me, isn't your signature your information? Isn't it your property, your signature? Your yeah, signature to represent your intent. And then I think like the without, without prejudice is like, hey, I have no duty to perform. Here's how powerful your signature is. If I create a, if I create a, 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 a I could create a, a a promissory note. I create a million dollar promissory note and I could send it into the government. And if they take it, they could actually monetize it. When you buy a house, they're not loaning you money. Guess who's loaning you the money for your house? You are. When you sign a promissory note with the bank, they take your signature 
and they monetize your signature, get money from the monetization, and they give you the money from the monetization. They're not giving you their money. They're getting the money that your signature brought in. That's how powerful your signature is. So why would you give your signature away to them? For yeah, what is it? Can you go a little bit deeper on that? Because where the heck does that come from? I had uh, Timothy Paul Madden on, and he's a forensic economist. He was trying to describe to me about the mortgages and where the money come, comes from. My brain hasn't really wrapped around it yet. But when you get the mortgage and go to the bank, like what is, where does it, when you, when, whenever you sign something, it creates value or something, or even when yes. they make a ticket for you, like they, they say, sign the ticket. And if they don't pin it on you, they have to pay or something. Can you explain? My brain is fuzzy with that. I don't understand all that. Well, if you dig into the whole admiralty thing in the years back, what happened? But basically, there's no money anymore. Everything's promissory notes. Even our dollar bills, or they'll say this is a it's a promissory note. These are these are not this is not real money. The only real money is gold and silver. All right, that's it. That's the only real physical gold money is gold and silver. So everything's a promissory note. Even your do the dollar bills or whatever, they're promised. They're they're notes. There's no value to them. They're just paper. Okay. Well, when you go, I mean, the typical one that most of us, like I said, uh, uh, experience is we buy a house. When we go to the, to the lender to get the money for the, the, the loan for the home, we think we sign the papers that they got like a bank full, like a, a, a you know, a, a safe full of money. They're going to go in the safe and they're going to give us the money. Look here, here, Matt, we need 300 grand. Here you go, Matt. Here's 300 grand. We're going to give to the, 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 the seller. So now you got to pay us back 300 grand, Matt, plus the interest. But that's not what happens. And this is not just for homes I'm talking about. This is for every transaction in commerce. So when you sit down at closing to buy your home, and you're, you're thinking they're going to give me the money out of the safe. They're going to pay this off. But that's not what happens. They're going to put a document in front of you. It's going to be called a promissory note. It's going to be a document, okay? And you're, and you're going to sign it. And when you sign that note, <clears throat> they're not going to use their money. They're going to take your signature and they're going to monetize it. There's different ways they monetize it, but they're going to monetize it so that the money they get in return came from your signature. So they're going to take, they're like a middleman. Hey, Matt, you signed this promissory note. We know some guys over here to give us some money for this stuff, okay? Because here's what's going on. They're going to take your promissory note. These guys over here are going to give them the money that you, that you need here. So they never took a dime out of their pocket. They're going to give the money to the seller, so the seller's been paid. They never took a dime out of the pocket. Now, what are they going to send you, Matt? They're going to send you a bill for what? The principal and the interest. They never took a dime out of their pocket. They're going to get paid back the principal and the interest. Your signature created the promissory note. That's how powerful your signature is. So when you sign that traffic ticket, you monetize it. It's a promissory note. Think about it. Just like when you sat down at, to buy a house and they said, hey, Matt, you got to sign the promissory note to get the house. When that cop gives you the, the traffic ticket, it's a dead piece of paper. It's got to get charged. The only way that it gets charged, it gets charged by your signature. Because those numbers he put on that thing, $150 for speeding or whatever it is, it's dead without your signature. It has no charge. When you sign that ticket, you just sign an instrument with your name on there. Remember we said if the bank can do it, the municipality, the, 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 the municipality that's dealing with that, they'll take your ticket and they're going to go monetize it, Matt, and they're going to get paid on your ticket right away. You're going to get paid on your ticket. 
So now they're collecting money from the ticket. They're not, they're not going to give it to you. So if the ticket's 150, they're going to get paid the $150, right? They've already been paid because we know how the house thing worked. They took your note. They gave it to these guys over here and they gave them the money and then they paid the seller. Well, in the traffic ticket, they took your ticket. They gave it to them guys to give them the money. They gave them the full amount of the ticket back. And now they're going to bring you into court and they're going to say, you owe us $150 again. So they're getting paid twice on that traffic ticket. They're monetizing that traffic ticket twice. So that's how powerful your signal is. When you sign that document, that instrument, you charge that instrument. You now made it a commercial security that they can make money off of. I never put my, my name on any. I'm not signing that. How can they make you sign a document? You can say, well, what is just a notice of appearance? I don't care what it is. I'm not signing anything. I'm not signing any document. We're all created equal, Matt, right? We're all created equal. How can one man make me sign something? Isn't that like, so isn't that like forcing me into a contract in a way? In other words, they'll say, listen, this is not admission of guilt for the ticket. This is just your promise to appear in the court. Isn't that still a contract? My promise to appear? And when I signed that traffic ticket, didn't I just charge the ticket up to make it a security that they could trade off of? So isn't he extorting money from me at the Because he's got a gun on this guy. He's telling me, you better sign this document. Unless I check, that's extortion. Because as soon as I sign that document, it now becomes a thing of value. Because without my signature, it's a worthless piece of paper. But when I sign it, I just gave it to value, whatever he put on there. I charged that instrument up. So okay. don't, don't sign anything. Okay, I got now. I got three questions. Okay, so how would yeah. you deal with that with the cops? Because they could say, "Well, you signed this, uh, Mr. Fagiolo, or it's an obstruction of justice." That's number one. Number two is is uh, banks. So let's say I want to get a mortgage to buy a house. Um, if I don't sign the papers, then I probably don't get the money. So how would I do that? And is there a better way to uh, to 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 do that process? And three. Where's the money come coming from? Somebody told me it was your birth certificate. There's there's like the birth certificate cre creates value. I know it's traded on the stock exchange because we create, uh, you know, as a human being, we pay taxes. So there's there's revenue there. So you're a citizen that is traded on like the stock exchange, which is insane. So some people said it's from your birth certificate. So where would that money actually even come from? So do you under, do you have an understanding of those? Yeah. Uh, so obstruction of justice. Me not signing a document isn't obstructing anything. How am, I how am I obstructing justice by not signing a document? What, what, where on earth is this guy going to walk into court and say, he has power to make me sign something? Sir, under what authority do you have to make me sign any document? What's he do? Well, I'm a police officer. I can make people sign things. What evidence do you have of that? I mean, they're, that's a, they're just an absurd claim. So he's going to try and bully you. You better sign this. I'm going to arrest you. Wait a minute. Let me this straight. You're going to arrest me for not signing the document. There you go. Sign me up. Go put the cuffs on me. Arrest me for not signing the document. I'm going to take your home, your bank account, and your business from you. Please arrest me for not signing the document. Because you have a right not to give your signature away. That's your right. These are rights you have. No one can make you sign a document. I can't walk up to you in the street and say, here, Matt, sign this. I'm so-and-so. I got this fancy title. Sign this. No. I'm not signing anything. They, no one can make you sign it. They can't make you do something. You would be a, you'd have to be their property. If they could make you sign a document, you'd have to be their property. 
ridiculous claim, I would risk getting arrested. And I would stick my hands out and say, please stick the cuffs on me and arrest me for not signing your document. Because when you find out how frivolous and fraudulent that claim is, I'm coming after you personally. I'm coming after your home, your banking, your business. And I guarantee you're not going to be a cop by the time I'm done with you. There's no insurance companies going to want to touch you. When I'm they, they do it through they do it through threat i watched a few sure. of people doing this and holding their ground and say i'm going to arrest you and they're saying obstruction of justice because they're not answering the police excuse me sir but you don't have no, to. excuse me sir yeah how exactly am i obstructing justice by not signing the document yeah or we're, no because they're wearing wearing a mask so this is one of those wearing a mask videos right but you don't have to you don't have to answer questions so no. i wasn't answering questions giving them his details he put him in the so the police officers harassing him over and over, arrests him, puts him in the car, and then just lets him go. So they're gonna they're they're gonna push and they're gonna harass. It's just most people are so afraid of that, but they they have nothing. You're not agreeing to their uh, to their tyranny, but you always want to do it. I've heard do it in a very respectful way. I like Robert Bernard's uh, way. He's like you know you treat them. Uh, this is he says it better i shouldn't say it like this because i don't he's like treat them like ch children you know what i mean but they're also they also have guns so you're yeah. very respectful and just kind of agree and go you know not agree but like i i don't know he does it the best way but it's like you have to be very respectful um but understand they have their point of view you have yours and as long as you're not entering a contract you're, you're going to be fine you know what i mean but they're gonna now they're getting more coercive um, and more violent, it seems. So it's a, it's a tricky thing. They have arms on them. So you don't want to mess with these people. You know what I mean? They, they can hurt you. So you want to be as uh, kind as you can, but not sign up. Does that, does that make sense? And, and watch Robert Menard's video on that with, because he explains it really I well. See him. But... I see him. I know, I know Robert, but, but think about what you just said. They stuck that guy in the, the back of the wagon, whatever, and they let him go, right? So evidently he, he didn't commit a crime, did he? Exactly. Yeah. But, but so isn't that a false arrest, what they did with him? Yeah. Okay. Was, isn't that assault and battery, what they did to him? Yeah. Okay. So what are the three documents we file? Affidavit of status, affidavit of facts. Hey, I wasn't breaking any laws. I was here. I, 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 there's, I don't have to wear a mask. There's, there's nobody can make me wear a mask. I wasn't doing anything. I didn't break the laws. And because I, because I wouldn't follow some, I don't know, unknown policy. I don't, I don't know who's got authority to make me wear a mask. No one could show it to me to date. I've yet to see it. You assaulted me. You battered me. You kidnapped me. Uh, and you, 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 uh, you performed the false arrest against me. Put that in your affidavit of fact. Now I'm going to file a notice of claim against that cop that stuck me in the back of the wagon. And I'm going to ask for $60,000 or $60,000 an hour I would ask for. For however long he detained me. He had me for a half hour. I went $30,000. Okay. Now I follow that those three documents against that cop. Now, now we're operating also in the law world and we're operating in the commercial world now. That's a valid claim you just filed against him. Hey, you trespassed and administered my property without rights. Your body's your property. That's going to be spelled out in your, your affidavit. You trespassed and administered my property without rights. You committed forgery against me. You claimed that some policy was applicable to me. So now you file that claim against him. Now the cop's got a problem because now he's got to come into court when you actually sue him and explain how he did what he did. How does he explain what he did? If you committed a crime, sir, did I commit a crime? Well, no. Then why did you assault me, batter me, kidnap me, and falsely arrest me? Sir, did I commit a crime? Yes. Sir, why'd you let me go? 
Then you let him go, right? He's done either way. For keeping him, he's done. And for letting him go, he's done. You set him up with that, okay? So, but bottom line, don't sign anything. Sir, I'm not going to sign it. Sir, let me get this straight. Let me get your position straight. Are you saying for me exercising my rights that you're going to arrest me for exercising my rights? Because that guy wouldn't talk to him, he said, right? He wouldn't give him information. He was smart. Sir, I have a right not to... I have a right not to self-incriminate myself. That's pretty much worldwide, too. That's not just in the U.S. You have a right not to self-incriminate yourself. Well, anything that comes out of your mouth, they're going to take and they're going to twist, aren't they? They're going to use it against you. Best thing you can do is shut your mouth. Don't talk. Sir, anything I say or do, can you use it against me? Because that's even in the brand rates over here. Anything you say or do can be used against you. So, sir, anything I say or do, can you use it against me? He's got to say yes. Sir, I choose not to incriminate myself. Anything I give you is incriminating, and anything I say is incriminating. Sir, I, I'm going to stand on my Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. I choose not to incriminate myself. Because anything, if I sign something, aren't I incriminating myself by signing a document? I don't know what the hell I'm signing. This guy, it's dark out. This guy's got a citation. I don't. It's all small print. I can't read that print. I got to analyze that print. I don't know what I'm signing. Sir, I can't sign that document. I have no idea what that, what's on that document. Sir, I, I can't sign that. Sir, if you've got to arrest me for not signing the document, by all means, arrest me. We'll hash it out later, you know? And, and when you start to get to know this stuff, you could actually say to the guy, like, he don't know who you are. Listen, you're just a monkey, Matt. You're, you're another monkey, okay? He's coming out to deal with a monkey. <laughs> and you say to him, hey, sir, listen, with all due respect, you're a private employee of a municipal corporation, whoever hired you. You're, you're, that's technically what you are. You're a private employee of a municipal corporation. You're not an officer. I'm not going to tell him that, though. But he's just a private employee of municipal corporation. So let me explain how this is going to play out. I mean, uh, with all due respect, I'm not looking to harm anybody. But if you write that citation and do anything against me, I'm going to have to file affidavits against you in a notice of claim. And my claim is going to be a hell of a lot more than what your citation is. So your ball. You let me know what you want to do. So if you want to arrest me and do this, you're going to get affidavits and a claim filed against you. And I'm going to put you in commercial default. You're going to default. You're not going to answer my affidavits. And then I'm going to enforce my claims against you. And you may not be an officer by the time I'm done with you. Well, I'll do respect, sir. Yeah, you know, so I've got a few examples like uh, Mark Patelik out of uh, Australia who's been helping people um, will say when, when the police come, you know, ask for their um, – their name their badge and their indemnity insurance i don't know if we have that in canada but it's insurance the police hold so they act honorably like they all have it. honorably great you know what i mean but if not like they, he says go after their insurance because then sure. you're gonna, you know um you, you have you have some remedy there right just just to let you go about your business because you have a right to travel as long as you're not harming anyone leave me alone you know what i mean and otherwise like what are you doing um and then the other thing that i was gonna say is like people are so concerned with getting arrested, right? So when that guy pushes the limits, the cops are pushing the limits, they're getting arrested, um, but they're being let go. They're, they're using like, um, yeah, assault in uh, what, what's it called? Like aggressive manners. And so you- Coercion. Get, yeah, coercion. You need coercion. to, you know, understand this process. And so another story that I was told was, uh, you know, a man got arrested and um, they, they want to fingerprint him, right? And he's like, I'm not consenting to that. And he goes, well, and then, so he's talking to the officer he goes, what happens if I, if I don't consent? He's like, well, 
um, I'm going to throw you in this holding cell and, and do these things. He goes, okay. So he writes on there under threat of harm um, and isolation and whatever, and then does the ticket or does the, does the prints. Well, a few weeks later, they call him back in. The judge is furious because um, they said fingerprint him again. He gets called back into fingerprint and he's not going to do it. And the police officer came up, was like, we're not, we're not going to do it again. I've already got the prints, but the judge couldn't use them because he said, you know, I don't, you know, under duress, like you're enforcing this on me, but what does everybody else do? They just do it. Yes. You just do what, you, you know, we're so trained to do what we're told. And it's such a scary thing. Like, I don't want to mess with it yet. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like kind of, you know, just trying to stand on my own two feet so I can have an understanding. But like you said at the beginning, it's like man versus man. You know, it's not like I'm not I'm not out there. It's like when they come to your home and, and try to make you do something. Or I saw another video online where the, the police officer hasn't pulled over and he's just like, oh, well, let's be respectful here. Like, uh, you know, I you can ask me because the, the guy keeps asking the cop questions. Right. And he goes, well let's let's be respectful here you're asking questions i can't ask you questions well the guy isn't the one trying to like you know approach the other guy you're approaching me get out of here like i'm not i don't want anything from you go go in peace go about your business allow me to go in peace and so it's critical information because what what we're seeing here is very uh authoritarian um i'd love to ask it yeah the mortgage well, one thing just one thing touch yeah, on what you said mark said yeah I've seen a million videos on YouTube, people saying, uh, what's your name and badge number to the cop? Have you ever heard anybody say, uh, what's your name, badge number, and, and who's your indemnity insurer? I need your the name of your insurance company. I'll bet you they, they may never ever heard that from, from one of the monkeys. The monkeys never ask them, who's your, who's your indemnity insurer? What do you mean? Well, you gotta have insurance, sir. You're a public servant. You gotta have, you gotta have insurance in case you cause damage and harm. And right now you're causing damage and harm. I'm gonna have to file a claim against you. But I'm going to do it by way of affidavit. I got to file a claim against you. I need to know who your indemnity insurer is. And if you're not going to provide it to me, I'm going to use that in my affidavit that you're 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 obstructing justice, sir. I need your indemnity insurer. You know, you're causing me damages here. That alone, just by asking them who's your indemnity insurer, may back them up a little bit. But might make them go, wait, that's not a question I'm used to getting. And then when you say, sir, with all due respect, listen, if you're going to do anything to me. I, I'm not here to harm anybody. I'm not here to cause any harm to you or your family. You know, here's what's going to happen. I'm, you're going to force me. You're going to force me to file affidavits against you. And you're going to force me to file a notice of claim against you with a large substantial co financial component that's going to dwarf whatever you put down on that citation, that I promise. And sir, I do know how to enforce those. So you let me know how you, you know, we could go, you go your way, I'll go my way. <laughs> We're good. Or if you want to go down this road, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to file an uh, affidavit and a notice of claim against you for violating my rights and for, for administering my property without rights. Now he's got a decision to make, but might make him think and he might go, eh, I'll let this monkey go. There's, there's so many other monkeys out there that I can, that I can rope in, you know? So that's a good question for Mark. Hey, name, badge number, and, uh, Hey, who's your indemnity insurer? Because they're not used to that. Because why does this guy want my insurance? Why is he asking me about my insurance? Because guess what? If you don't have his insurance, that cop can't be a cop no more. Now, when you file a claim against him, when you actually do file that claim, guess who gets triggered? The insurance company. Officer Smith just had a $100,000 claim filed against him. 
what's going on with this matter? The insurance company, what's going on? Here's what I did. You know, Jesus Christ, the guy's got affidavits in the matter. He already called you. He's got an affidavit of status. He's telling you who he is. You can't rebut that, okay? <laughs> he's saying he's not a citizen. He's not a resident of borough. You can't rebut that. Any state, he's challenging an affidavit of facts. He's saying everything you stated and done was a lie and it's fraud. How are you going to rebut that? Can you prove that? We're going to have to pay this claim. Or you better make this thing go away quick. Or we'll make it go away. So use, that's their Achilles heels, their insurance. So use that against them. Okay. Yeah, and it would it would only it would only take a couple of people to do that because the police sure. of course would would figure our our service or whatever you want to call them would figure that out right away. And if they're acting, you know, honorably, great. But the problem is, you know, uh, they're insured by the government, which is a private corporation, and they're basically going out there, um, you know, trying to collect tickets. No, you'd be surprised. Most of the insurance companies are not government insurance companies. They're they're independent insurers. Okay. And, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean the employees. Yeah, yeah, like the the police officers who are enforcing it. Like, but the insurance no, company, they're they're separated. Even though they're providing insurance, they're not government insurance. So the good thing about that is, that officer, he's just a number to them. They, they don't care about him. They don't care any details about his life. Oh, they know what they care about this guy named Matt just filed a hundred thousand dollar claim against this guy, and maybe he's a problem officer. Because a lot of those guys are. They're repeated offenders. Well, maybe you're the one complaint or, or the claim that's going to go in that's going to push you over the edge, and he's going to he's going to go. They pull his insurance from him. He's gone, okay? Or you might they – may, they may tell the police force, this guy's a loaded cannon. We're, we're not going to insure him. You know, if, if you want us to insure him, his rates are different. Everybody else's rates are this. But him, we've had a lot of claims come in against him. He's got to pay a higher rate. Everything's dollars now. Now the police force looks at him and goes, we're not paying any more money for him. We got a million people want to be police. Next. Move the next one in. So that's what puts pressure on him. When Mark's right, when you ask for who's your identity insurer, now the wheel's got to start turning his head thinking, why the hell does this guy want my insurance company? He's going to do something to me. And you asked about uh, where's this money come from? Uh yeah, they, they have monetized your names or all our names. They set up trusts under our names. When you were born, they set up a trust under all our names. Okay, we each got a trust out there. And your treasury, your country's treasury, that's who, that's where the money comes from. Or they're not money. Let's not call it money. That's where the digits come from. The, the, the fake money comes from. It comes from the treasury. So that's who everything gets balanced out with the treasury. Okay, that's where the money comes from. Uh, Banks getting loans, you asked about. Listen, if you need the money and you go to a bank, you got to dance the dance. You got to walk the walk. Listen, listen. if you don't have the money in your pocket, even, if you, even though you know it's fraud, what they're doing, if you want the money to buy the house, and you got no other way to get it. You got to be the puppet. You, you got to agree to be the puppet. There's no way, no way about it. But if you've got the money yourself and you have the cash out rate to buy the house and you go buy the house, here's some cool things. You, here's a cool thing you don't have to do. If I go buy a property and I can pay for it in cash without any mortgage company involved, I tell the title company, you, you register that title, I will clean your clocks. You give me that title. You don't register anything with that county. That's my property. Remember, a contract can only exist between two people. So when I bought that house, even though the real estate's like a middleman sort of facilitating it, 
It's me and the seller signing that contract. The real estate's not signing the contract with us. It's me and the seller that are signing the contract. So then I want that deed. You give me the deed after I, after I give you the money, you give me the deed because I'm not registering the house with the county. I don't have to register my property with anybody. I don't have to register my house, my boat, my, my car. If it's my property, I don't have to register it with anybody. So give me the deed. I'm not registering it. So if you can do it in cash, that's how you get off the tax rolls. They can't tax you when you're not registered. But if you, if you need the money for the loan, you got to dance the dance. You know, that, that's, that's pretty much what it is. You got to dance the dance. But if they do anything little seedy, there's a lot of things you could do to them to take them down. Because remember you're talking about where the money comes from? Well, there's very smart guys, guys that I know that have done this, that they submit affidavits with like 25 questions on them. and They're unanswerable questions. Hey, where did the money from the loan come from? Did it come from my signature? That's one of the questions. Well, if we're in an affidavit and I got you in a court case, you got to answer truthfully. Did the money for the loan that you gave me, did it come from my signature? Yes. Okay. So, so you didn't offer anything of value in return. No. Okay. So we never had a contract, did we? We never had it. There was never any loan agreement. Because what's a contract? Offer. They offered it to you. You accepted. Consideration. Hey, Matt, I'll pay your fence. You give me money. So you're going to the bank. Hey, <laughs> I'll take your money, but what did the bank give you then? If, they, if the money was created by your signature, is there any consideration from their part that they provided in this deal? No. No. So you can knock them out of the box with those 25 questions. Hey, where did the money come from? And what consideration did you contribute to this deal? Because evidently, I funded the entire deal. My promissory note created the money that created this deal. But there's like 25 questions that they don't want to touch. So that you can do to them. But I look at it this way. Even if their service agreement, I know they're dirty the way they operate. If I decided to take the money and make that commitment that I'll pay it back, I pay it back. I, I paid all my mortgages off, you know. I know what they're doing is fraud. But as long as they hold their part up and I do what I'm supposed to do, let their world be their world. If I don't need their money and I can't have the cash, then I don't need them. Then I'll just pay for it in cash and be done with it. But if I make the agreement to, to, to follow whatever, I'll uphold I'll, I'll it. I'm not going to try and get out of the, uh, the loan agreement. I'm not like one of them guys. There's guys out there that are like, let's go get houses for free. Yeah, we'll sign this. No. No, if I made the commitment for 15 years, I'm going to pay the mortgage on time. That's it. You know, If they do anything underhandedly, then I'm going to bring in the affidavit to go, hey, I need you to explain where the money came from. You know, what did you contribute to this? Oh, nothing? Because now they got a problem. You know, Now they're going to have to sort of turn their head and let me go. So, yeah. And, and yeah, you said you had some other stuff? Well, yeah, no, I really like the way you frame that. And, and again, it's interesting listening to uh, some of Mark Patelic stuff. Um, he was discharging mortgages, but he also said, do it honorably. You know what I mean? You just remain in honor. Like if you make an agreement, um, you know, you want to honor that agreement. Um, and then, but if they're doing something shady, yes. like changing the terms and, and messing yes. with you or, you know, and that's kind of what's happening here is I think that this world, the modern form of slavery is money you know we're working these insane amount of hours everything is way too expensive um you know we can't afford anything it, we're just trying to survive here so you know that money crunch is really uh challenging and you know i've heard it said before and i'm sure it's 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 reasonably accurate that we're about three uh 
three payments away from uh, bankruptcy and that our, our mortgage default or, you know, whatever the case is. And that's from one of my uh, new, new mentors that's been helping quite a bit. And if we want to have freedom here and we want to have a, a good world, we need to stop this. If we want to make a better world, we need to stop all the harm that's being done. But when people are not being aware of it and how they're being fleeced, they're still being fleeced. And it's important for us to kind of wake up to, because just like if it's um, the, general operation of the cops to kind of go around and, and, and intimidate, right? Yeah. When we hold a bunch accountable, then maybe they'll do the service that is a public service. Like if I have a problem, I would love a police officer to come and support and help and, you know, be what I would imagine, uh, you know, a good, good public servant to be. Right. But I don't want somebody harassing me and trying to like get me at speed tickets and telling me I'm, I've, you know, not, you know, roll the slop side too, you know, just ridiculous stuff. Like, you know, be a public servant for what you need. And, uh, you know, don't be intimidating and, and, and uh, uh, the basically the guardsman for the corporation trying to collect uh, taxes. But, um, you know, I could talk to you all day, so I want to honor your time, but I'll, I'll throw one big question at you. How do you, how do you see things going here um, with the world? It seems like, you know, we're getting our rights taken away, left, right, and center. That's why a lot of people are, are looking at law and what the remedy is. How do you see things unfold um, in the future, and how do we get into alignment of um, – building a better world because this i know you've referenced the bible in one of your interviews but it seems like the uh, end times you know and, and the worlds are splitting we've got this vaccine world with this ai agenda and no rights and, and chips in your arm and digital currency and all that craziness and then you have a whole group of people that just want freedom to be left alone and want clean food clean water opportunity to go, do good business grow thrive and have a spiritual connection and it's really it's fractaling so how do you kind of see things going with uh, your work and what you've been doing well let's look at it this way back when our country was founded back at the Revolutionary War, it was actually said that uh, that was done through 3% of the people that were the uprising, okay? That's the other 97% were just going along with the, with the UK, with, with, with England, uh, with Great Britain. So that was, that was, came from 3% of the people. I think history repeats itself continuously. I think that 3% just exists at, at all times. The 3% are me and you and the other people that are sort of fighting back. We're the 3% right now. It's the other 97% that are just going along. They're, they're always going to have 97% of the people that are just going to go along, okay? All you and I can do is defend ourselves, okay? First, you've got to take care of yourself. Then you can take care of your neighbor and your family. But you first got to be able to defend yourself, all right? And uh, real quick story. Uh, one of the guys I, I learned from, uh, he's very hard to find, a guy named Steve Emerson. Uh, he's done about three, maybe four interviews. He very, he's very stealth. Uh, Steve became like a property tax expert for reading codes. So much so that he, he would take, he would take any, anybody apart. Even the legislatures would take apart. So he got his properties off the, the tax roll with his families and so, some friends. And, and the guy he went to school with, uh, he lost his, one of the guys who went to school with lost their house for property taxes. And they were so, here's how evil they were. They came to his house, they arrested him. Okay. They euthanized his animals. They euthanized his animals, sold all his stuff. I mean, they, they, were, they were treacherous. So Steve taught this guy, remember, he can't use an attorney. Steve wrote the lawsuit up for him. It took him six months to teach the guy how to litigate the suit. He said to the, it was to the point where he could litigate it as good as I could. So either one of us could litigate this. They filed a $400 million claim against the county. 
County came back, offered $800,000. Said, nah, we'll take our chances. So they called him in for a couple interviews. They wanted to talk to them. They wanted to make sure, did some attorney fill this out for them? Or did these guys know what they're doing? After the second meeting, they settled for $38.2 million. The guy kept 30. He gave 8.2 million to Steve, okay? Uh, the reason I tell you that is through statement, and here's the funny part. Now this guy's just got $30 million. You know that guy insisted that he wanted to move back in his house. So they had to get the people that were in his house out to pay them off. He wanted to go back into his house and live there. He's got $30 million. He could go live like a king. He wanted to make a point to his neighbors and to everyone around that he beat them, that he won. That's how important this was to him, that, that he wanted to show them, look, I got my house back, and guess what? I got $30 million. No, I got $38.2 million. I gave $8.2 away. He wanted to go back. So we have to act. We're the 3%, but we have to act. And by you acting, just doing what I'm telling you about filing these affidavits and the claims, listen, why do they want to mess with the 3% of the monkeys? Well, they got the 97% out here. If that monkey's a problem, you and me, eh, leave that monkey alone. Not worth messing with, okay? But then once you're free, you're a free monkey, and I'm a free monkey, well, now we can go help the other monkeys. Hey. We're just, we're just the assholes flinging poop at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. But – Steve said, and there was, there was people calling up the, the show, the one show he did, they're asking questions, and they're, they're worried about changing this government and doing this and that, and he goes, stop, stop with all that. Worry about yourself. Don't worry about what they're doing in Washington or what your local pinhead politicians are doing. Worry. said, you need to learn how to take care of yourself first. You can't help anybody unless you can help yourself first. Don't try and change the world. It ain't going to happen like that. It's got to be done one man at a time. So you got to be able to take care of yourself, get off their radar, because you're gonna you're gonna be such a pain in the ass to them with final paperwork. They go, oh that freaking guy Matt, that's a pain. Don't send him though. He's a freaking pain in the ass. He's gonna send a million documents to us now. We're gonna get drunk in court. Don't send him that, because Steve, when he after he clocked him, Steve don't have insurance. He don't have a license plate. He don't have registration. He drives around without anything. They don't touch Steve. Why do you think they don't touch Steve? Because Steve knows who he is, and he knows how to enforce his rights. And anybody that messes with Steve, they're going to get their clock clean. So that's how you and I have to become. We've got to become that way. And that's the purpose I set that site up was to sort of lay a roadmap out with the tutorial videos. Like, listen, watch me go after this judge or watch me go after this politician so that when it happens to you, you're going to go, I'm just going to go walk it out and watch this video there, and I'm going to adapt it for my situation. But now i got a roadmap how to go after this guy. I'm not, I'm not one of the monkeys holding up in the corner, not knowing what to do. I got the roadmap out there. I got videos out there. I got paperwork, documents up there. I can use and edit. So we got to become basically, we got to fight back and think about the power of fighting back. Now, listen, I've been messing with these property tax people for a couple of years now. I, I got to wind up. I got them in default with affidavits. I know their, their assessments are total fraud. I mean, it's so obvious they're fraud. I got the records coordinator making perjury, perjury statements telling me that their assessments follow this, follow this way of doing things. And I can prove that it doesn't, that these are not signed assessments. Nobody signed these assessments. Gee, I wonder why nobody signed these assessments. Maybe they know they're committing fraud on a grand scale. Nobody wanted to sign it. So I got them lined up. Now, they're cocky, they're arrogant. And this is how these people are. Well, guess what? 
they're going to have their day because when I clock them, it's going to be a substantial number, well over 10 million, okay? But I'm one guy, okay? Now imagine me filing against them. I can't, I'm just one guy. Now imagine me filing. See, what if a hundred of my fellow people, men and women around me in my area, in, the same, in that same county, what if they followed me and we all filed $20 million lawsuits against them, basically claims against them? Remember I said, when you file a claim against them, who do they have to notify? Insurance company, right? So I filed a $20 million claim. I'm not even in the, ju the judicial process yet. I'm not even in the courts. Remember, I'm giving them the two affidavits, affidavit of status, affidavit of fact, and my notice to claim for $20 million. Hey, you've been stealing money from me for 30 years. You had no authority to be taking money from me for taxes. Everything you did was fraud. I'm making a claim against you people for $20 million. I'm one guy. What if 100 of my fellow men and women in that same county, what if you all filed $20 million claims? 100 times 20 million. Ooh. Imagine those claims coming into that county. Another one, another one, another one. Yeah, we just got another claim filed, $100 million. Oh, it's got another one in, $100 million. What's the insurance company going to do? What the hell are you guys doing? Why are all these claims coming in? What's going on? They're fighting us on the property tax stuff. What did they send you? Affidavit of status. I don't live in your county. I don't live in a piece of paper. Okay, the county's a piece of paper. It exists only on paper. They try and... They try to confuse us. Like they'll say, I live in Aston Township. They'll say, the Township of Aston. Listen, there's a geographic region known as Aston. That's the physical land. It's just a geographic reference. Then there's the Township of Aston. That's a municipal corporation that exists on a piece of paper. I don't live in the piece of paper. Sorry, I don't live in your Township of Aston. Now they, they're looking at those affidavits and they're, bullet, they're, they're bulletproof. You're stating that, that, that my rights don't come from you. I'm not a citizen of your, your group. I'm not a resident of your group. Oh, by the way, the documents you sent me, they're fraud. Here, I can prove in court that they're fraud. Matter of fact, your documents are so fraudulent, you can't even bring your own document into a court of law. You know why you can't bring your, your, your assessment into a court of law? Because the assessor who created that assessment never came inside my property or on my property to witness what, they, what the assessment is. So if you don't have personal knowledge of the assessment, isn't that fraud? If I never saw, if I said I'm going to assess something, like you hire me to assess a house, and I drive by it and I go, yeah, it looks like about 300 grand. Here he goes, here you go, Matt, 300 grand. Didn't I commit fraud against you? Isn't that fraud? There was a, I didn't inspect the house. It could be rat infested. It could be a burnout shell. I never inspected it. So everything I put down in that assessment that I gave to you, is fraud. I can't come in and testify that my own numbers on my document are true. That's called forgery and fraud. So I said, they can't even come in and testify to their own document. So if a group of us, even if just a little as a hundred or 10 got together, and we all did this, and we filed $20 million claims, 20 times 10, $200 million in the county of claims. You think you're going to get notice from the county? They're going to go, whoa, it's, what the hell's going on here? We got 20... It looks like a movement's arising, doesn't it? What if another 10 people on top of that, Matt, started filing claims? Now we're at $400 million of claims. That county's going to S themselves, okay? They're going to go, oh, my God. And their insurance company's not going to be happy. 
what the hell are you guys doing? There's $200 million claims came in here within the last two weeks. You better get these people off your friggin' assessment rolls because if we go to court, we're going to lose. You can't even bring your assessment into court. He's telling you right in your documents, your assessment's fraud. It's forgery. Guess what? He's right. When he gets you in court, your own assessor can't get up there and explain where they got the authority to do the assessment, and they can't explain where the numbers came from because they never witnessed them. You better get them off your assessment rolls. Boom, they start. They, they have to start taking you down because here's the worry. They got $200 million claims sitting there. What if 30 more people pop up? What if this is a movement that's going on that's, that's in the area? Because all they're saying is the same claim. Another 20 million, another 20 million. Matter and fear of you, the people, because they don't know where the next claim's coming from. Is there another 10 claims coming in? Is there 20 claims coming in? Because we're not going to be able to weather this storm. Our insurance company's not going to like this. And if they drop them, their insurance company, guess what happens? The town don't exist anymore. That, that town government doesn't exist anymore. They're done. You got to use your leverage. So, and it doesn't think about, we said the 3%. If I said 10 people in my county, out of the hundreds of thousands of people in the county, isn't that an infinitesimal number? A couple hundred thousand people in the county and 10 claims. I mean, you talk about an infinitesimal number, but look how much damage just those little 10 claims can do with that county if we act together. If you follow me, you know, your neighbor follows you. You get a group together and act in a group. Get a group around you. Tell your people. Get a little group around you. Get a, get a meeting group together. Work out the methods, the system, so you can support each other. And then when something comes up, like your tax bill, whatever, and you want to attack it, file individually, but as a group. Imagine you got 20 people in your group and you file $20 million claims, 20 people, 20 million, 20 million. Now here's what you're doing with them too. Now they got to worry, worry about their insurance. Any legal papers you send to them, who are they going to go to those papers? They're going to go to their attorneys, right? So if you had 20 claims filed in the county, how much billable time is that creating for the attorneys? What do they pay, $400 an hour, $500 an hour? Look how much the county's paying just to deal with the claim. They're not even paying the claims. They're just dealing with the paperwork that the attorney has to do because that attorney's not going to go through your affidavits in like two seconds. He's going to spend hours on that. They have 500 hours, 500 hours, ring, 500 hours, 500 hours. That's going to start adding up a lot of money, isn't it? So you want to become the monkey that's a problem. You want to become a bad customer. You want to become just a horrible customer, Matt is. He just, every time we send Matt something, he sends us a claim. He knocks us on the rear end. Stop sending that guy stuff. He's killing us. This is our way out, the 3%. And it doesn't even take 3%. It's the 0.03%, okay? If we can get just a group in a little community to act together, you have no idea how much havoc you can cause in that community. Whether it's mask, the stuff, the mask violations, or those 10 people, five people, they can create havoc. But you got to stop, get, got to get off defense. We can't win fights like this. This is how we fight. We, we always fight against Matt and me and you. We're always defending ourselves. Oh, we don't throw punches back. And if you're afraid to throw a punch back, like you said, people are afraid, how are you going to win a fight if you can't throw a punch back? You're going to be doing this your entire life. Got to throw punches back. Because guess what? What they don't want you to know is you have the only punch they can land on them. They can't land the punch on you. They look like they're going to, they're swinging at you. They're swinging at you going like this. 
but they really can't hit you if you know what you're doing because nobody's going to come forward and answer your affidavits. You have the word of God. Think about that way. Your word is the most powerful thing that you can get. Your word is the truth. When you speak it by way of affidavit, it stands as fact until somebody, somebody challenges it, you know? And, uh, uh, so act, act as a group. And, and you were mentioning a name real quick and, and like the IM has sent me to you and where that came from. And here's the significance of that to me. And nobody told me this. I just sort of my own twisted little noodle thought this up. Uh, when God went to, I mean, when Moses went to God and uh, he wanted to label him, Moses wanted to label God. He asked him, what do I call you? I am who I am, he said. In other words, you're not going to put a label on me. I am. I'm the creator. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the originator, the architect of this whole thing. I am who I am. I don't need a name. I'm the creator. Because Moses wanted to hang a name upon him. Don't they try and hang names on us? Re resident, taxpayer, defendant. Be like God. Whoa. <laughs> I'm the creator of you guys. God created me. Man created government. I'm the creator. I am who I am. And I'm going to speak to you the only way you understand by way of affidavit. I am who I am. My affidavit states that, okay? That's our power over them. Your words are powerful, especially when you put them in an affidavit that they can't rebut. And, uh, and, and so that's the, the main thing is God will not let himself be defined. He, he knows you're not going to take a man-made label, he was telling them, because back then there was a million different gods. You know, the Egyptians had gods and everybody, the Ra, and everybody's got their own different gods. And God said, you peons, basically, are not going to take one of your little names and attach it to me. No, I am who I am. In other words, I'm the creator. That's who I am. And that's me and you. When you do our affidavit of status, we're the creator. Hey, government, you were created by man. Government didn't create man. Man created government. I am who I am. I stated right here in my affidavit of status. So that's the story behind that, uh, the, the significance to me when I say I am has sent me to you because... When he said, well, what I, who would I tell the people sent me, to, sent me? He said, you tell them I am has sent me to you. In other words, you don't need to attach a label to me. I'm the creator. And you and I are the creator of, the, of government. Even though we didn't specifically put it together, that government was created for our benefit. That government was put together to protect our individual rights, and that's not what these people are doing. These people got it all flipped on its head that they think they're your creator, and they're telling what you to do. But they're your creator because they have put a spell on you by calling you a resident, a taxpayer, a defendant. No, don't ever let them put a spell or a word upon you. Like, God, no, I am who I am. I'm going to stick by my affidavit. Unless you want to come up and challenge my affidavit, go away because I'm going to clean your clock. When it all comes down to it, you're never going to be able to beat my affidavit. That's in commercial law and that's in judicial law. Affidavits, an unrebutted affidavit stands as fact. That's our safety. Get your paperwork together. Act as a group. And worry about taking care of yourself. Don't worry about saving the world. Worry about taking care of yourself. Then reach out and help your neighbors. I look at it this way. It's like trying to pull your mom or dad out of the matrix after you're done. You know. Then you go try and get your parents out and your cousin. Because it's hard. Listen, you try to tell people this stuff. They think you're nuts. You tell them this stuff. Hey, listen, see the name in your, your license? That all caps? That's a trust. What are you talking about? What do you mean it's a trust? That's just upper capital. 
That's a trust they got set up in your name. They're going to think you're nuts. So take care of yourself. Then try and reach down a rabbit hole and get whoever else you can start pulling out, you know, we got to do one at a time. So, Alphonse, man, that's, that's all amazing. And, and one kind of analogy I think about this is, is like, it's almost like guns 2.0, like in the States, you have the right to bear arms. Well, if, if there's a parasite or somebody trying to harm you and everybody has an arm, it's like, oh, maybe I'm not going to go in this guy's house or try to harm him and his family. Right. And so if you're looking at this predatory system, that's kind of happened, it got inverted. And, you know, I don't think they're attacking the States through warfare. Now it's all this subversion. And now it's coming from all this, you know, deceptive system but the the nice thing is is we have the power like when you have the understanding we actually have the upper ground we have the power but we need to reclaim that we need to make our claim in our power for what it is and then go to peace you know what i mean go the peaceful route um you're not you know just let them do their thing and don't take on the whole system just say hey you're not going to infringe on me i am going to move over here with my knowledge and so i feel like this knowledge here is like guns 2.0 for the version that we're in right now. Back in the day, maybe you had a group of people that would come physically try to take your house and you're like, well, I'm going to shoot you if you do. Like, I don't want to, but please stop trying to take my house where my home is. I'm going to, you know, and if you, and if you don't listen to no, I'm going to shoot you. Well, now yeah. it's transformed in some other parasitical system where they're going to do it through money and take your stuff and take your things. And we, aren't sure what the remedy is, but if we can kind of arm ourselves with this knowledge, we can uh, protect ourselves. And then like, exactly like you said, our friends, our family can, uh, we can help them too, because, you know, trying to change the system at the top, isn't going to work. But if we're filing these claims, if we're doing this, it's going to change the system. They're going to stop doing things uh, the way they are. And, and, and just like anything, if you can keep, if you can keep getting more, if you can get away with more uh, people who want to take from you tend to keep going. So they're going to Absolutely. keep going and take as much as they can until we reclaim our power and say, no, that's enough. And we have to do that as an individual and we can do it as small groups. And then we can do it as bigger groups as, as we lead the way. So, so Matt, if I want to take your house and I'm the County, I just, I just keep raising your taxes till you can't pay it. Exactly. You know, just steal your house from you. Yeah. So, so then you're a slave. If you're not going to fight back, you're a slave at that point. You're at their, you're at their beck and mercy basically. In other words, when they decide they're done with you, they're just going to raise your taxes to a point where you can't pay it. So you're either going to have to sell your house, which you probably can't do, because who's going to want to buy your house with those taxes up there at that rate? And you're going to have to abandon the house. And they're going to foreclose on you. They're just going to take your house. So you either fight back now, like you said. If you if you let them keep doing what they're doing, they're just gonna, you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They're just going to keep doing that. So you either fight back now, and right now you got a good chance with all this mask stuff. You better fight back now because in a year or so, you may not have a chance to fight back. You know, it's now or never. Yeah. Well, Alphonse, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your work. Where can people uh, find you? And is there anything else you'd like to share before we end this? No, nah, the best place is uh, get us on. Uh, I mean, the, the group on Telegram is really cool. I like the Telegram group because it's real focused on helping people. Like somebody will say, hey, I got this problem. And there's like five people saying, well, here's, here's this paperwork. I did this. So it's a lot of helpful people in there. You get a lot of help right there. Uh, go to the website. Go, it's register for free. I hate that word register, but that's the only way I can, I can keep the parasites out of my site, okay? Because if anyone can just download then it can do all kinds of nefarious things. I would just let anyone do something. So go there, register. You can download all my documents for free. There's, there's dozens of documents up there. And there's a message form up there. Some people are posting stuff also. Uh, 
but basically don't get overwhelmed. Uh, I mean, I, I know we hit you, I hit you with a lot of stuff, you know, and it sounds overwhelming, but it, it's really the basic stuff. You know, you're not somebody's property. And unless you have a contract with somebody, they can't attach you to any kind of piece of paper and just get real elemental like that. And if you want to start deprogramming yourself, your people, Start with the, uh, go start with the Carl Lentz videos and the Mark Stevens videos. There are a ton of them up there on YouTube. Go watch them four hour, the four and a half hour uh, Carl Lentz things because it'll change your way of thinking. It'll, it'll, it'll go, I never thought of that. Oh, look what he did. Oh, I get it. He's saying, oh, there's no witness over here. It can't be a crime unless there's a witness. There's never any witness over here in any crime, mostly any crimes that, that they're accusing us of. There's never a witness. So if there's never a witness, they can never get a conviction on me. They can never do this thing to me. It'll start to unwind your mind. So start there. Go down my dot, load, load my document, start reading them. Just, I don't care if it's not even involved in your city, just go read it. Start to understand what the document's saying. And when you don't understand, jump up on the Telegram group and go, hey, you got number three here, you're stating this. I don't understand what you mean. And throw it up and I go, oh, I'm saying this. Oh, I got you, okay. And you'll start to unwind the programming that's been done to you. So you got a support system there, right there, just with that Telegram group and with the website. You got documents and all. And start getting little groups together. Start, and I've seen a lot of start to pop up, man. People are starting to get little freedom groups together. They're having meetings, you know, how to protect them because they don't want their kids being vaccinated and their kids wearing masks. So you're getting these groups pop up. That's it. But but jump on the Telegram group. Jump on the website. I am has sent me to you and, and just start with little tidbits. Don't take it as, you don't need to me memorize statutes and codes and ordinances. You don't need that stuff. You need the basics. Hey, I'm a man. Somebody's making a claim against me. Who is it? Oh, it's the, the county? But the county's a fiction. They can't make a claim against me. So then who's making the claim? It's the basics. Start with that. And, and just take it one step at a time. Like what they say, the greatest... The longest journey has to start with the first step, you know, so take the first step. That's all. Amazing. Well, yeah. And, and I think the, the website is fantastic and uh, the groups are really helpful. I've kind of been on there and I kind of see it as your armor. This is like, you're going to build it up this understanding. You might not need like just having a gun. Hopefully you don't need it, uh, but if you need it, you're all set and just chip at it uh, over time. So um, yeah. Real quick take, on that. Here's yeah, the power of groups. I had a guy contacted me. He was involved in a, uh, he had a, a traffic accident. He didn't hurt, harm anybody. He, he did damage property, but he settled it with the guy. So there's the guy whose property damage. He went to the guy and said, Hey, listen, what do I owe you? I'll, I'll pay for it on the private. In other words, I don't want to involve me. And he did. He, he, he did. He did what a man is supposed to do. He, he stayed in honor and he resolved the matter himself. Well, who's got his, who's got their pocket in, who's got their hands in his pocket, the local County. Okay. They're trying to press criminal charges against them. DUI, whatever, you know, they're trying to press criminal charges against them. He didn't damage anybody. Anything he damaged, he fixed, okay? So now they got his hands in his pocket. So he did one of them Zoom meetings the other day, and I just put it up on the, the, the page. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's really cool. He did one of them Zoom meetings. So what I did is I, I analyzed his Zoom meeting real time as we went through it. Now, listen, I, I call him a greenhorn. I'm a greenhorn. Listen, I'm not a professional litigator. He had two seasoned attorneys. Here's what they do to you. When you start kicking their rear end, they just point out the obvious, like where, where's, wait, where's the county? The county's a fiction. 
they try and say there's something wrong with you. You don't understand the process, my, my, my friend. You know, you, you need, we got to send you for a, a mental evaluation. And that's what they did. They had a mental hearing for him. That's what this was. This is a mental hearing. So he's got two attorneys against him. And the judge was sort of against him at first. And then he starts firing, like he used some stuff from like the, the stuff from KL, from Crow Show, about the, the trust and all. He threw some of that out there. But then he started doing a lot of stuff that he, he got from me and, he, and some stuff I learned from Robert Fox that I showed him he used. And guess what? This competency hearing where he was, they were calling him mentally incompetent. There's something wrong with this guy. Within about the first six, seven minutes of the hearing, the judge says, no, I think he understands our system. I think he's competent. Because he laid it out there when the judge said, uh, 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 he said, uh, you're representing yourself. And I don't want to use his name. He said, you're representing yourself. He said, no, I'm not. Re I can't represent myself. He said, I am myself. God, I am who I am. I'm not representing. I am who I am. I'm not. I am. And he said, now I'm on it a couple of times. And he said, well, so he said, you're going to act. You're going to be pro se. Remember what I said? They're going to try and attach labels to you. He said, I'm not pro se, he said, and nobody could force me to be pro se. Bam, got him again. Then he started talking about the, the trust. Well, listen, I'm the beneficiary of this matter, he said. And the judge, the judge knew exactly. The other people, there were like six other people in the Zoom meeting. Matt, they was going like this over their heads. They had no clue what he was talking. They probably thought, there he goes, that crazy stuff again. And he said, well, he goes, listen, if I'm going to be surety, he said, then, then I'm claiming all the bonds. I want all the bonds for this year. And he said, I'd like my check at the end of the day. Now, the other people think he's nuts. So the judge said, I'm not going to agree to that. Uh, I'm probably never going to agree to that. He didn't say, you're a nut. I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, I'm not going to agree to that. So in other words, he knew. And the judge said three times, I think Mr. So-and-so knows exactly what's going on here. Now, get this. He told him because they were, they were trying to force the attorney on him because when they force the attorney on him, they bring his status down. Now he's got to do everything through the attorney. They lowered him from a man. Now he's got to deal with the attorney. That would have crippled him. Okay. The judge wouldn't allow it to happen. And here's the best part. At the end of the meeting, they had to, they had to get the, the incident out of that court. That, that's, they had to move it to another court. And it's a shame because the judge said, he said, oh, he goes, this is, I can't hear this in my court now, you know, the matter. He goes, he goes, you know, he goes, I really wanted to hear this. He goes, I, I'm really interested in this. He said, I'm, I really wanted to hear this. When have you ever heard a judge say, I really wanted to hear this? And I know he was making inroads when, when he did the couple things when he said, listen, I'm not representing myself. I am myself. And a couple things like that. And the judge smiled twice during the thing. Big smile broke out on the judge's face. You know what? The, what do you think that judge was thinking? I just want to figure out if you if you know what he was thinking, that judge, when he heard, because he heard the rebuttal. What do you think he was thinking? I don't know. Maybe he's one of those good judges that's hoping hoping that we're catching on to the system. He you know what he's thinking? I got monkeys running through her all day. Like It's like a processing plate. Bring another monkey in. Bang. Hit him on the head. Bang. All of a sudden, I got a player here. This is not a monkey. This guy's the player. He knows what he's doing. Because not only did he hit that stuff, he, he used the stuff I showed him about motions and attorneys. Because remember, an attorney never has personal knowledge of anything, right? So the attorney filed a motion against him. That made the motion forgery and fraud. Because the attorney must have personal knowledge. And he said, oh, by the way, Mr. So-and-so filed a motion against me. He said, Mr. So-and-so's got no personal knowledge of anything he wrote in that document. 
bang, Judge is getting it. This guy, this guy, he's a player. He's, he's got this whole process. This guy's a player. For that judge to say, I really wanted to hear this. Know what he wanted to see? This little guy is knocking these two experienced attorneys. He's knocking them around. I enjoy watching this. I would love to see this. That's what he was saying. That's the power of this stuff. When you learn what you're doing, you could take a judge who's against you, and he goes, look at that. This little guy, he's banging these two experienced attorneys around. I want to see how this plays out. He's probably going to give you a favorable ruling, too, because he respects you. Not a sudden. He wasn't a nutter who needed medical evaluation. He garnered the respect of the judge, okay? He had the respect of that judge. That judge knows he's a player. So when you carry yourself like this and learn this stuff, people will look at you differently. That's your power. So I just wanted to get that. I thought that was cool that, that, I, that somebody that, that came from nowhere just knocked two attorneys on their rear end. That's beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Well, Alphonse, this has been uh, great. I'm so grateful for uh, your work and the tutorials are great. Your website's a fantastic resource. Um, I'm in the Telegram to group as well. So it's it's awesome to see all the people communicating. And and like I said, yeah, I see this as our shield, you know, to have understanding, um, to opt out of systems that are that are not that are just causing harm you know, and, and then letting us go in our peaceful way. But just also people need to understand that now it's becoming more obvious. There's certain people that are trying to harm you in various ways and we need to get out of those systems. So I appreciate you uh, doing a lot of the legwork and this has been a pleasure. So uh, I invite everybody to check out Alphonse's website. It's fantastic. There's a lot of documents on there. Join the Telegram group, support his work. Um, he's putting it all out there for free. So throw a donation in the bucket. It really helps, um, you know, people who do this kind of thing. So I appreciate your heart and spirit thank and the you, way you're doing it. So thank you so thank much, you. Alphonse. I appreciate it. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks for watching. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Alphonse Fagiolo. Um, this man is incredibly kind and generous and hardworking. His telegram since going on Crow Triple Seven podcast has been exploding. And, uh, you know, he's just an amazing person. More and more people are, are finding solutions for the challenges they're being faced with, with basically this parasitical system. That's what's going on. And so, you know, he is a great resource. If you want to, you know, know how to open your gym, if you want to go visit a loved one, in a hospital if you want to if you're dealing with these infractions not only him but the group that he has created on telegram if you go to t.me forward slash matt belair that's my group and i'll link you to alphonse's i think it's just his name so if you look at the name and the title it's very long you should be able to find him on telegram and so i highly recommend you checking that out because the group will support you in your situation because uh, there's so many situations out there and this knowledge can really help us um, realize that this is all a consent-based system and we we need to we need to remove the veil from the wizard of oz so we can come back to freedom of empowerment or reclaim it you know claim our freedom and of and empowerment you know it's uh the one thing that i've heard recently that i i thought was true was that you know tyranny will take away as as many freedoms as you allow it right so we need to stand up for ourselves and be free and not accept anything less and so if you're looking for solutions definitely check out his telegram groups there are there are others and there's going to be other guests coming on the show as well um, you've got Solutions Empowerment out of Australia. You've got Cal Washington and the InPower Movement in Canada. You have Christopher Gronsky, uh, 
destinationfreedom.org in the States and many others. Those are just a few examples of really knowledgeable people. And we are all working towards solutions to remain free and empowered and build the solutions together. So, um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please share it as far and as wide as you can. Leave a review. Become a member. It's the most important thing you can do to stay in touch just in case all else goes, uh, you know, goes missing um, because even YouTube um, is on its last legs, it seems there. So let's stay in touch. You can get me over on Rockfin as well. And, uh, And that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we end it off. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling your cells and muscles and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, connection, faith, courage, bravery, empowerment, knowing that you are a part of all of creation and you are not alone, that you are connected to all life, all nature and all beings here, feeling totally empowered and ready to take on the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you all of my love, support, well wishes, good vibes, energy your way, and we'll see you in the next episode.